everybody, you are listening to the History Boys. Once again, I am Christopher Whedon. Zach is no longer with us, and because of that, we were we were deep within the bowels of Tyler Tyler's lair, yep. uh, hanging in amongst all his toys and Captain America posters. Man, all that's not even a joke. That's just you're just pointing. I'm not saying a joke. If anything, it's saying a joke voice. It, it makes me realize that the wall that I look at that's behind you guys. Is shockingly barren. It's very blank, and I need to get some. Yeah, that's more. a good point. Because I'm look behind you. You got like what if Frasier joined the Fantastic Four? Yeah. You got Captain America. That isn't a joke poster. It's a real just poster. Yeah, just looking cool. You got all sorts of tchotchkes from different video games. Yeah, uh, Star Wars regalia. Yeah, various uh, media empires. Yeah, it's all owned by either Disney or Nintendo. Yeah, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that looks right. I think Universal. I mean, those are the only things that own anything anymore. It's yeah. true. It's true. You don't have anything from Warner Brothers. I know. Well, that's because I think Warner, Warner Brothers. Uh, let's just say it's 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 stuff that poor people like, and yeah. I'm, I'm a man of classy tastes. <laughs> yeah, and everyone knows that only the impoverished enjoy Batman because they fantasize about having money so they can go fight crime. They're like, I wish I was rich so I could beat up poor people. Yeah, exactly. They're like mentally ill. (laughs) They're like, I'm so sick of getting my ass kicked by vigilantes. If I was rich, I'd be the vigilante. Kicking ass. Yeah. Kicking ass. uh, Kicking ass at beating the shit out of people who really need uh, severe mental help. Well, that's a, honestly, this does tie in with the episode yeah. today. It was uh, not an accident. Though. No. Oh, real quick, Tyler, I'm trying History Boy. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I am also Jerry Nash, History Boy. Thank you so much for listening, as always. We're on to, what is this, part three of Spooky Season? Four Spooky Season? Part 15? Three. Four. Four. Because we did, we did History of Halloween. Mm-hmm. We did... But we're missing the first one. What was the first one? Oh, uh, Poe. We did po. History of Halloween. We did Lizzie Borden. This is part this is four. four. What are we doing, Jerry? Uh, I like when Poe flew that X-Wing. In the Discord, you mentioned that John Cusack, uh, I think it was either Kat oh. or Jenny or somebody brought up... Uh, it was Jenny, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she brought up that John Cusack played him in a movie, and you said they needed to CGI his head to be bigger like Helena Bottom Carter's in uh, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. In Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. <laughs> and I laughed so hard I cried. <laughs> Just imagine Tim Burton like bigger. Bigger! It's Edgar Allan Poe. We have to do him justice. <laughs> yeah, looks like a potter boy. Uh, yeah, and hilarious was... shenanigans like that is uh, what you're missing out on if you're if you're not if oh. you're not on our Patreon and not not hopping on My that seller. Discord. Yeah. And for uh, pennies a day. For pennies a day, you can be <laughs> hearing all of Chris's japes and my japes and Jerry Jerry's putting up facts and picks and all kinds mm-hmm. of cool stuff. And he does japes too. They're just. I mean, I don't want to give them all the stuff. They're fewer further between Mm -hmm. and more subtle, but uh, they're there, and and they're more biting. (laughs) And don't forget uh, also uh, Zach's tour diary while he's gone, or as I like to call it, his tour diary. We didn't forget about Zach. I I think about him every day. You have a picture next to to your bed, and you you touch it as you go to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh. Like that Wolverine meme where he's like looking at the picture. Yeah. 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 I'd like to think he has votive candles around it, and one one day he came home and the votives went out on their own, and he called Zach right away to make Mm. sure he was okay. he was not, yeah. so it was a good thing I called. Yeah. He was in an stubbed alleyway. Stubbed his toe. Yeah. He stubbed his toe. <laughs> he stubbed his toe in an alleyway. Broad daylight. It was actually very safe. <laughs> so what are we doing today? Yeah. <laughs> well, what we're doing today is Blackwell's Lunatic Ooh. Asylum. Yeah. Sounds uh, above the board. Yeah. yeah. You got Penguin in there. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it might actually have some, you know, inspiration what, yeah. what, Arkham Asylum Arkham with, with this. Now, in New York City, between Manhattan and Queens, in the East River, 
was a two-mile-long, 800-foot maximum width island. Oh, yeah. That today is called Roosevelt Island. That's where they got the raft. But in the 19th century, it held the booming city's sick, criminal, poor, and mentally ill populations. Oh, man. Isn't Arkham supposed to be on an island? It's got to be based on this. It's got to be, right? Sometimes it is. It must have been so nice back in the day where you didn't have to worry about uh, homeless or criminally insane people because they kept them them all locked up. (laughs) Jesus. And you had Batman to grab them off the streets and toss them in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to think uh, everybody was Batman back then. Yeah. Just fucking... What, are you a native-born white man? Yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely toss anyone you want into prison. Yep. <laughs> no problem at all. Yeah. We'll come yeah. get them. I'm you. a native born white woman. Why are you speaking? No one's speaking to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throw her in jail. She's crazy and hysterical. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, hysterics. Yeah. Right here it says hysterical. So, wait, it's not phone, like black doing. wells, as in like a well of water, the waters turn black. It's like. There's white wells and then his buddy black wells and he's no, like why he's like why do I have to be black wells and they're like well because you're black he's like why doesn't why can't I be regular wells and he's white wells and they're like uh, well, let me tell you about it systemic racism sorry no, it's wells not. no it's not <laughs> no no it's not <laughs> now back then back in the 19th century it was a place of unimaginable suffering and despair just before we begin. I want to uh, uh, acknowledge our our main source for this, which is Damnation Island oh. by Stacy Horn. Fantastic book, and honestly, we are only doing but a piece of that book because she does the whole island on this book. We're only going to do the lunatic asylum. Mm-hmm. So wait, there's more human suffering on that island? Than just what we're going to talk about Slousy today, yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a really good book. It's written extremely well. I highly recommend it. Now, the island was called Minahanic to the Carnarcy Indians. And like any place in the United States, it was they were basically forced off of it. They, they said they bought it. Mm-hmm. They basically bought it for pennies yeah. and we, uh, uh, forced them off of it. We, right? we bought it in exchange for bullets. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we got an island. Yeah. Yeah. And from there, it was actually, uh, back when it was New Amsterdam, they called it Varken Island, oh, or wow. Hog Island is what that means. Hog Island. N- New so Amsterdam is... Wait, no. I, that's the old name for that's, New York. Well, no, no, I know, I know. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to it's remember like, whether that... that's pre-Jamestown or post-Jamestown. Post. Okay. But yeah, it, it was a Dutch settlement for a long time, hence New Amsterdam. And yeah, it's called Hog Island because that's where they raised pigs. Mm-hmm. Well, and also uh, because it was, uh, you know, it, it was uh, New Amsterdam. They were they were rolling up those hog legs, those big old joints, smoking <laughs> hash all day long. They didn't get anything done, and yeah. that <laughs> says a lot about their work ethic. You yeah. Know? Uh, referring to joints as hogs. Yeah. Referring honestly to anything as hog mm-hmm. that is not a pig is hilarious to yeah. me. <laughs> like a motorcycle. Yeah, or a penis. Yeah. Or an old woman. A, a short, a short girthy penis is uh, usually <laughs> referred to a as a hog. hog. A hog. Yeah. So sorry yeah. if you didn't know that. Because yeah. <laughs> wow, it's gonna ruin your trip to the. I don't know. To the hog museum. The hog museum. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the pumpkin patch, because usually they got, you know, they got animals. They, they got pigs hanging out there? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's a pet and zoo. They okay. got those big old pigs. Yeah, that are you like, get a pum, goat, pum, goat maybe I'm munching around. But when the English took control and it became New York, the island became Manning Island after the guy that owned the island. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning. Manning. Peyton Manning, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
classic, uh, I don't know, basketball, For- baseball, sports. Fucking know. Yeah, yeah, football. He's, okay, I know it's yeah, soccer. Football. I was just joking. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, a guy named Robert Blackwell inherited the island from him. Basically, it went to his daughter, mm-hmm. the Manning guy, to his daughter, and then Robert Blackwell got it because he was married to it, right? Ah, and he changed the name again. He changed the name to Blackwell's Island. I named My it after me island. now. Yeah. My island now. And he actually built a uh, mansion there that's still standing. It's one of the few... Uh, structures that are still standing in New York that have a 17th century architecture. Haunted um, as fuck. No, no two <laughs> ways about it. Yeah. <laughs> there is also a lighthouse on mm-hmm. the island. Also haunted. Yeah. yeah. All it's, lighthouses are. Yeah. It's called uh, the the Blackwell Island Light, which I just mm-hmm. I that really sounds... like. That. If it wasn't haunted. The second you name it that, yeah. Yeah. ghost just moves around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if you think about it, there's all these like hospitals and yeah. horrible things happening here, and there's like a lighthouse on the end. It just gives it that quintessential sort of this place is a dark place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was Shutter sort of Island feel. like intensely inspired by this? I uh, I imagine the whole trope of of, of scary asylum comes from. Victorian era asylums. Yeah, not yeah. just this one. They but were all from bad. All of them, <laughs> yeah. honestly. What I'm going to tell you today is not necessarily special. Okay, it didn't necessarily just begin and end here. It was across pretty much yeah. this whole era's. So all those, yeah, the way they dealt all with the it. things are yeah. just kind of an American, uh, like a well, a uh, Victorian mm-hmm. asylum kind of thing. That uh, lighthouse is on the northern tip. Uh, it was actually designed by James Renwick Jr., who also designed St. Patrick's Cathedral. That is like the, that really pretty church mm-hmm. in New York. And uh, he also designed the Smallpox Hospital that is also on the island. And the Smallpox Hospital is exactly what it sounds like. They would take people off the streets uh, who had smallpox and put them in one place, the Smallpox Hospital. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what they would do. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much as far as it goes. Just get him out of my face. I thought you were going to say that he designed smallpox. No, the smallpox hospital. In a laboratory <laughs> beneath the hospital, he, he invented smallpox. Toiled. <laughs> he toiled away. Yeah, trying to make a better version of smallpox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. American right. horror story style. Yeah. Honestly, there's some stuff that really fits with American horror story in this episode. Actually, in front of the lighthouse, uh, written in cement, it actually says, and I'll, I'll tell you why this, why it says this. It says, This is the work that was done by John McCarthy, who built the lighthouse from the bottom to the top. All ye who pass by may pray for his soul when he dies. What, huh. he's a sinner? Yeah. Okay, so John McCarthy was an inmate uh-huh. on the island, on Blackwell's Island. And he actually, yeah. Well, he built he ate the British. That was even though this is like in the middle of the 1800s, and the British were not going to attack us at all. He's like, he built a seawall and he built like a fort to protect from the British. Hmm. And they paid him fake money to (laughs) to tear it down and build the lighthouse. And I guess he helped build the lighthouse. But it's sort of a legend, right? They're like, legend. Do you want? Do you want this? this uh monies and he's like why why do you keep on saying it like that they're like no reason just take it and he's like all right i'll take the money and they're like would you like some uh blackwell's island fun bucks yeah Yeah. and he's like how come there's three e's in monies it's got a picture of blackwell on it Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
smoking a cigar. Because <laughs> I, I just assume that he does. Yeah. Everyone did, right? Yeah. Now, New York, uh, the city, actually bought the island in 1828 for $32,500. What a steal. <laughs> Where it planned to build hospitals, poorhouses, prisons, and a brand new, state-of-the-art, insane asylum. Cool. And, of course, these are terms they used back in the yeah, day. Yeah, state-of-the-art. It was... Uh... Um, a whole new level of uh, technology that could be used to uh, torture the mentally ill. And it was. It was. <laughs> it like, was. You're like, you're not, that's not a joke. That's, no. Like, um, like, ruin it. Define mentally ill. They're like, not white males. <laughs> uh, went a little deeper than that. Hysterical women. You know? There's a white male right there, and he's going to this. Island. Oh, he's poor. Yeah, see, there you go. That's there his mental go. illness. Yeah. When did the see? lobotomies start? Is that happening? Oh, that's here? 20th century. Yeah, that's, this is after this. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is nineteenth century. Yeah, lobotomies are shockingly recent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't know what to do back then, so they just beat the shit out of people and threw them in a padded room. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what we're talking. You're not even exaggerating. It, it's so much worse than that. It is so much worse than yeah. that. It'd be nice if that was just it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Now the asylum was built with a new approach to dealing with the mentally ill, called the moral treatment. Because believe it or not, fellas, what we're about to talk about, it used to be worse. (laughs) It used to be worse than this. In fact, what they were doing, what moral treatment was all about was we we shouldn't be taking these mentally ill people and throwing them in prison. They shouldn't be going in prison. We can all all agree that they shouldn't go into prison. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean... And they should go into buildings that don't look like prisons. Mm -hmm. No bars... No big doors with little openings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shouldn't be sitting around in straight jackets. Yeah. Um, you know, things that make it a prison, our building should not be. Wait, right? Were they putting um, people in prison in straight jackets? Oh, yeah. That was a thing? Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Straight jackets are for escape artists and magicians. Mm-hmm. They're no longer for the mentally ill. We let their arms flail (laughs) wildly, just like God intended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the main asylum was designed by a guy named Alexander Jackson Davis. He had this moral treatment in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, the windows would look a certain way. They wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't look like a prison. But as they were building it, they just sort of threw it out the window and put bars on the windows and put all this stuff on, you know, uh, to make it more like I really like your idea, but can we make it look... Scarier, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want uh, people to have nightmares just seeing the place. Yeah, people used to think that insanity, uh, which is sort of a catch-all term, was a moral failing or the result mm-hmm. of a, de- a demonic possession or simply a lack of faith. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but but the new sort of thing that was just sort of coming out, it, that thought just was sort of starting to change. The moral treatment looked at the mentally ill as people that had a disease. Mm-hmm. It was a disease that could be cured, and they could release them back into society as productive members. It's almost halfway true. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Halfway true, I would say. Now, even though <laughs> the poor almost exclusively were sent to places like Blackwell's, the rich were private, uh, went to privately funded institutions such as the Bloomingdale Asylum in New York City, oh. which I imagine get a lot of shopping down there. Yeah. <laughs> well, in in addition to that, I'd imagine that that is the 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 rich people asylum 
is what you would expect this should be. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, exactly, because it's privately funded. When people go there, their rich families are paying for them a certain amount a week to be taken care of there. Yeah. Yeah. And they are, of course, providing that money. So, So it does have a really big source of funding. It's really nice, you know. It looks <laughs> it's, like a gentrified neighborhood. It's nowhere it's it's nowhere near as what we would consider nice, mm-hmm. even the rich people's place, but Blackwell's was you know, way worse mm-hmm. than any of these privately funded places <clears throat> at the time. I just want to see the rich people uh, the rich people insane community that Chris yeah. is discussing that sa- <laughs> that looks like a gentrified neighborhood, like they live in like I don't know, like really nice block housing and for some reason all the complexes have a restaurant with like a dumb name like sizzle on the bottom mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like and, it, and like outside of them it says like work live yeah. enjoy yeah. or something like yeah. that yeah yeah no there's a little craft cocktail bar yeah, uh, yeah. on the corner that's what i'm picturing called yeah. blend yeah it's called blend yeah yeah mm-hmm. no 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 vowels all consonants yeah so like lower N-D. N-D. yeah blnd like blend. Could be a fucking app or something yeah mm-hmm and they have an app. Yeah, they have an app you can order online. Yeah. yeah. Now, of course, this plan of moral treatment failed almost immediately yeah. because they underestimated how many people that would be sentenced to go there. Oh, yeah. And they underestimated how much it would cost to care for each and every one of them every day. Turns out everyone's crazy. Did they also <laughs> underestimate the level of... Uh, inspired cruelty that could be administered by an underpaid, undereducated staff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't account for that at all, it turns out. It also didn't help that they considered being poor a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Now, the 19th century was a boom time for New York, and a lot of immigrants were coming in. Uh, everything was instantly overcrowded and underfunded and understaffed. Mm-hmm. One administrator would look after the whole place, the whole island. There was one administrator, and it was a uh, it was a political appointment. It had nothing to do with your experience. It had nothing to do with what you knew. It was the spoils system. It's right? who you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's who you know. Uh, so that's the way it was sort of run. Uh, people would quit. It was sort of a revolving door, all of these jobs. And honestly, if you worked anywhere near the hospitals or anything like that, you took your life in your own hands because... You could die of typhoid. You could die of cholera. You could die of all these diseases that ravaged these places constantly. Tuberculosis. That was the number one killer. The consumption. Yeah, in in the place, yes. Um, It was the COVID of its time. (laughs) Yeah. And like Tyler said, the nurses that looked after the place... Because they're so underfunded and they don't really have the materials they need to properly care for people, it turns you into sort of a mean animal of a person, right? Like, it's taking the Stanford prison experiment and, like, turning it up to 11. Because mm-hmm. at some point you're tired of hearing from people, like, how come I don't get good food? Like, why why are there no more blankets? How come I'm cold all the time? You know, and, and it's like, we don't have the money. We yeah. don't have all this stuff. You don't stuff. have the manpower to help the people you're trying to help, they become you become resentful of them. Exactly. You become yeah. resentful and you become a bad person. I've worked retail. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's the- it's kinda like um when there's like one simple thing you could do to keep yourself out of the hospital yeah. 
and instead you don't do that for political reasons, and then instead you take untested, uh, ineffective medications and then end up in the emergency room and need the yeah. maximum amount of a nurse and doctor's attention and time, and it keeps on happening again and again and again yep. and again, and yep. eventually they just end up quitting and going into new professions, and everyone's like, why aren't there more nurses and doctors? Yep, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And, uh, and Grant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's all true. But probably, uh, honestly, the, the nurses also lived there. They lived there as well. They couldn't go home and then come back. That's what I had the always thought there. that teachers did. When I yeah. was in school, I thought the teachers <laughs> lived at school. That. Yeah, uh, They did. They can't, couldn't afford uh, rent. And then <laughs> so you, they do live there. Then you see them at the mall, and they're working at TJ Maxx, and you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> how's it going, Mrs. Whatever? And she's like, oh, this is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't wait to get home at the school and tell all my friends about it. <laughs> my friends being the other teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was she shopping at TJ Maxx? Oh, no, no, she worked. That was her second job because oh, being a teacher doesn't pay enough. Yeah, I was going to say, TJ Maxx is like, is like the, uh, it's sort of like a slight kind of above like Goodwill or something. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's like it's, Ross. It's all, well, it's like that discounted, super yeah. discounted, well, like yeah. overflow stock yes. stuff. It's um, the pachinko machine of fast fashion. It's probably one of the pegs right before the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like, this was popular five years ago. Yeah. This is overstock. We got to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's great for things like underwear and socks, like it things is. that no one's even going to see. I mean, who cares? You just get, you know. You yeah. get you get red underwear so no one can see the blood. It, it blends in <laughs> when you bleed out of your holes. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. And uh, as yeah. a man, yeah, you know, dude, I get a lot of rectal bleeding. It's it's, it's due to my diet. Yeah, the way I'm living my life. It's, I'm, I'm just eating ghost peppers. You just just buy the bunch. Ghost peppers and ground beef. Yeah. <laughs> Every meal. And heavy cream. Yeah. Covered in heavy cream. It's, it's for my heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Now, uh, probably the uh, the biggest mistake they probably made when when figuring out how to run this place was letting inmates from the nearby prison on the island be orderlies in the insane asylum. Whoa, wait. Yeah, I'm not kidding about that. That's a real thing. They let violent, like, violent criminals? They let thieves okay. and uh, drunks and prostitutes be, like, the attendants. So, mm -hmm. like, they, they'd pull them out of their cells and they'd be like, all right, so you're going to help me run things, keep things in order. So, again, you have people sentenced to be there, yeah. looking after these severely mentally ill people. There's nobody better at keeping the order than an arsonist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I kind of trust sex workers to do the job, frankly. They're already taking care of people. Yeah, it's, true. Uh, it, I don't mean it, that as a joke, I, yeah. quite literally. It, it came with all the problems that you can think of. Abuse was just yeah. rampant. Physical abuse you got uh, in every chill, way. Chill, yeah, Kara. Yeah. Well, not to mention in every way possible. There's just abuse. Yeah. You. I mean, even if you're just a thief or a drunk, like, I mean, you're you, sentenced to be there. Yeah, yeah, you're sentenced to be there. You don't want to be there. So you either get driven up the wall by somebody who uh, is not in their right mind, and uh, so you, you know, you, you haul off and you smack them in the face. They did worse. Yeah, yeah. They did worse. Rape was common. Mm. Very common. I, I, I had a feeling that that was going to go there. Yeah. And also, if you have orderlies that are sex workers in a place where they're already going to rape the, the, the 
the patients there, yeah. they're probably going to go after the sex workers because these guys are like, they're not a whole, they're not like into the whole women are people thing. No, no, <laughs> especially when you're locked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you, when you go to one of these places, it is truly like you don't matter anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, you are away from everything, and so anything is sort of permitted. You've been uh, thrown in into the junk drawer of society with a bunch of batteries and rubber bands and then closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, tacks and, yeah. like, things that stab you. Using the excuse of they don't have the language to complain, um, they used to think that the mentally ill couldn't feel or perceive of changes in temperature. So when it was too cold... Uh, they didn't do anything about it because they they didn't directly say it's too cold. Mm -hmm. uh, so they straight up had like purple and blue feet from the cold uh, because the clothing they were given wouldn't protect from either extreme, a New York summer or a New York winter. Mm -hmm. And But that's all you had. And you had a small blanket that I guess wasn't big enough to cover a normal-sized person. If you had it over your shoulders, your feet were, to, were exposed. If you had it over your feet, your shoulders were out. Mm -hmm. That kind of a thing. It, it, that alone is enough to drive you crazy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That, that was something that they're dealing with in this time as well. Prisoners controlling everything. Uh, one administrator actually boasted that it only takes 18 cents per prisoner to feed a day. 18 cents. Mm. So maybe they could have spent a little bit more. Uh, should have, yes. Yeah. But uh, again, there's, you know, a lot to spend money on for the city because the city is handling this whole thing. The city mm -hmm. of New York is handling the whole thing. And it was just underfunded. No one cared enough to do anything about it. They were just out of sight, out of mind kind of a thing. And just no one thought that all of these judges that just sort of railroaded people to this island would just sentence so many people. You know, because it was easy uh, to be to be deemed insane yeah. by these judges and so-called. You're experts. crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a judge with like a gavel. Yeah, and he twirls it above his head. You're like charging it up. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that's a hard day at work. Yeah, winding it up. <laughs> Boom. Uh, one year after opening the the asylum, the population was near capacity at 278. They built these pavilions on the outside, which are shacks, basically, yeah. wooden shacks, uh, to deal with the overflow. By 1870, there was nearly double double that. Mm. Double that. Even, even though the pavilions had capacity for 70 each, the whole, the whole place had the capacity of like 640. But it had, yeah, nearly double that, uh, over a thousand inmates there. And we'll get into why that is truly horrific mm -hmm. here in a moment. How much, how, what that actually means. Oof. In 1850, uh, they counted 534 immigrant patients and 121 native-born patients. So that really shows you disparity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right it's a weird there. coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, people made like the same dog shit arguments that they make today, you know, uh, about how they're taking jobs, these immigrants, and how their families are too big and we can't control them and they're coming from these shithole places uh, and all of that. You know, they made all the same dog shit things. They're criminals. They practice uh, this religion that we don't like. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. Only it was mainly about Irish and Germans yeah. at this time. They're 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 taking our jobs, and then it's like, 
Oh yeah, I know that you had a a, a, a sprawling gig picking fruit trees. Yeah, yeah. or or a For pennies sweet, on the dollar. Yeah, a sweet yeah. gig in one of those dangerous factories. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, getting your hand crushed in the gears while trying to yeah. make toothbrushes or some yeah. dumb shit like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't get any insurance, and you get paid pennies. You know, pennies on the the dollar of what what a uh, native born person would get paid to do the exact same job. Yeah, they're taking your jobs. Well, they're not even. Taking those jobs, yeah. a native-born person is not working in the in the yeah. factories and, no. and things like that. Not generally speaking. And let's not forget that is not the immigrants' fault. That is no. the capitalist who employs them's fault. Yeah, he could hire yeah. native-born people and pay them a living wage, but it's cheaper if yeah. you want that toothbrush for seventy-five cents or whatever. Yep. You got to have it made by immigrants. So yeah, yeah. yeah. or shipped overseas. Or shipped in, overseas in this, in this case. How come things are so expensive? Why is it not American made? It's like, well, yeah. are you going to work in the factory? I don't think so. Yeah. So shut the fuck you up. You pay five grand for an iPhone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's how much it is, brother. Yeah. yeah. Now, Charles Dickens even visited the asylum in 1842. Same year, by the way, same trip. He actually met Edgar Allan Poe. Ah. Actually liked each other. Well, they liked each other's work and stuff, yeah. Well, I like I like, I like Poe's work. Yeah. Dickens is... Fucking sucks. He's oh, like, come on. There's po. a lot of social commentary in here. I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> Dickens is like, hey, Poe, I like your work. And Poe's like, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Charles I mean, Dickens was a celebrity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be like Steven oh, Spielberg uh, coming to town. Well, didn't, didn't you say people liked Poe when he was sober? Yes. Well, like, he seems like a likable guy. Yeah. That big old head. You know, he's like <laughs> sloshing around. He's like, I am sober. He's like, no, it's Pober. That's what we call. That's what we call Poe when he's not completely blackout drunk. Yeah, yeah. Halfway into his first drink. Yeah. Uh, 1842. That was three years after the lunatic asylum opened, but he wrote these words three years after it opened. Three years. Mm-hmm. And when I say that we're covering this, uh, this goes all the way from when it opened to when it closed. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is all of the 19th century, from the late 1830s. To, the, to 1901, literally mm-hmm. to 1901. So keep in mind that not much changes throughout this whole time. Yeah. Right? Small changes that didn't really have an effect were, were put, put into place. But here's what Charles Dickens had to say. Quote, Everything had a lounging, listless, madhouse air, which was very painful. The moping idiot cowering down with long disheveled hair, the gibbering maniac with his hideous laugh and pointed finger, the vacant eye, the fierce wild face, the gloomy picking of the hands and lips, the munching of the nails, they were all there without disguise in naked ugliness and horror. I do all those things. Yeah, that sounds like just uh, another day of the week for me. (laughs) I actually don't chew on my nails, but I I sort of do. do. I I sort of do. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, I but, my nails are too strong. I'd break my teeth. Yeah, well, I got soft teeth. I got no house. Yeah, I have uh, <laughs> I, I have brittle nails. They they crumble Same. easily under the uh, my my reasonably firm teeth. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say that they're you know instruments of uh, mayhem or anything, but I can I can work my way through some ground beef and ghost peppers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the way, at this time, uh, they considered the term idiot. To be anyone with an intellectual disorder. So anyone born with an intellectual disorder, mentally handicapped is what we would probably call them now, were put in there as well. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're dealing with 
as well on right. top of this. So they're like ADD, dyslexia. No, I think uh, like simple anxiety was enough to send you there. You're an idiot. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That, no, that idiot is like, is yeah. like mentally handicapped. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But but that's what they would call them at the time. But to be sent to Blackwell's lunatic asylum, all you really needed was anxiety, and you could, that was enough. So really, everybody in this room qualifies to go. to Oh Blackwell's. yeah, we could all go to Blackwell's yeah. for sure. Luckily, for back sure. in the day, dyslexia, you could just pretend you don't know how to read, and they're yeah. like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine as long as you work. Working a job. There's, yeah, there's plenty of honest work out there for you. You can get that factory. Yeah, you can get that factory. They barely <laughs> lose any hands to those grinding <laughs> gears anymore. Yeah, it's they like lose a couple uh, fingers. Eh, you sneak away what with What do you do? You can't read the uh, w- the warning labels. <laughs> there's no warning labels. <laughs> okay. With open machinery. How there's like you know open you can't read? <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, Why don't you got the wiggly symbols on this one? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like those things that cover, like, spinning chains and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Machine guarding. Yeah, that was later. <laughs> like, none of that is still is yeah. here at this point in time. OSHA was a twinkle yeah. <laughs> in, I don't know, Ralph Nader's eye or something. Whoever, whoever, whoever was the person who came up was like, hey, there should be really somebody making sure that... It- Story for a different day, honestly. Story for a different day. Now, there were structures. Here's the structures that were on this island. There was a prison. Cool. There was a workhouse. Now, the workhouse was for minor offenses. Okay. And minor offenses of that uh, day were, were to be drunk in public. Been there. If they found you drunk in public, send you to the workhouse for at least 10 days. Oh. 10 days, you'd go to the workhouse. If you were a vagrant, you were homeless, go to the workhouse. Mm-hmm. Right? If you were any of these things, these sort of small-time things, you'd go to the workhouse. And more, the workhouse labor built all of these other structures on the island. Mm-hmm. They use basically forced labor to do this. God, that's um, what we're doing now. Seattle would need a lot of workhouses. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Then we might actually be able to fix our infrastructure. Yeah, Dear that's true. Lord. <laughs> we should not go back to that if that's no, what you're insinuating. No. <laughs> there was the smallpox hospital that I talked about earlier. And then there was the Olms house. And that Olms? was the place, the alms. Alms. The alms like, house. Give me some alms. Yeah. Yes. It was for the poor. It wasn't like a. a or, what oh, is it like a Oh, yeah, that's what resistance. it is. No. Alms? That's alms, yeah. yeah. Alms. Oh, wait, alms, alms. is, uh, is kicking. Yeah. Kick, Charity. Charity, yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about this recently. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Alms house. It was for the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, poor love alms. It's not exactly like a Mother Teresa, like home for the dying, although yeah. many of these people. It is their last stop because many of them can't work. They are infirmed in some way. They can't walk. A lot of them were uh, veterans of the war. They threw out on the streets after they blew off a leg. Weird. And now you're on the streets of New York, and there's literally nothing you can do to better your your situation. So the last stop, your last thing you can do is go to the almshouse, and you might get care there. Yeah. And uh, people were starving there. It was a horrific place to be, but that is, again... Go read the book if you want to know more about that. We're not going to talk about the almshouse here. It is equally horrific in a lot of ways and uh, worse in some ways. Yeah. I was just going to say it's, it's, uh, it was pre-VA, so pre-A. Um, and uh, and right. <laughs> so you get, done, you get done fighting, well, either for your country or against it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in this particular case, yes. Yeah, either way, you wind up either missing an arm, missing a leg, and... Uh, and you're a junkie because uh, yeah. everyone's just like, give him more morphine for the pain. Oh, that that happened also in the lunacy asylum where they they were like, you know what makes them calm down? Morphine. Morphine and laudanum. Damn. Let's just give them that, and they'll and they'll sit there 
and not make any noise at least. I'll just shut the fuck up. I feel like if I had really bad anxiety and they put me into the mental hospital for my anxiety and then gave me laudanum, if they were giving me smokes too, I'd be like, this isn't so bad. <laughs> Wait until we get into it, Tyler. There's a lot more that will go into it that's... Uh, the violent, the, the violent torture and beatings won't hurt as bad if they give me morphine. <laughs> <laughs> stop complaining about That's the not beatings. That's not what I'm talking about. Morphine. Not to mention, at that point in time, I could just like go to Sears and go <laughs> buy like a heroin kit. Like if you want to be a junkie back then, they made it easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just go be a junkie. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Go. They had opium houses, you know. Now the the main part. So basically, there's like a main building called the Octagon. And then there was two wings coming off the side. I'm serious. Is it where they made the, the patients fight? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the Octagon is actually where the physicians and nurses and whatnot, where they stayed. Mm -hmm. Right? And actually, they made the, the patients, like, clean their rooms and stuff for them. At least one of the doctors had to have been like, we'll just settle this in the Octagon. <laughs> not even knowing. Yeah. Not even knowing what he was saying. Yeah. But yeah, one wing used to be for the men, and then one for the women, mm -hmm. right? But there was always more women than men. Yeah, in in here than, yeah. Because and, women, women be hysterical. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll get into it. But uh, they moved them in at uh, a later later in the 1800s. They moved them into Ward's Island, and it became a place just for women, even though they were still overcrowded. They mm -hmm. they moved them in for overcrowding purposes, but it was still overcrowded even after that. Mm -hmm. Now, the food of this place uh, was downright inedible. There were spiders in the bread. Um, spiders are edible. A lot of the bread uh, looked more like dried dough than anything. Mm -hmm. And there was rancid butter that they'd put on it. Okay. How does butter uh, get rancid? It's you can, rancid. You can leave it out. It gets you rancid. I just leave it out. I got a little thing that's covered, but it's out room temperature. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to shreds better that way. Yeah, yeah, how how you have to try to make butter rain. There's oh, probably yeah. a lot of like preservatives in modern butter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, this is like yeah, old timey butter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean It's I basically milk. Well in yeah. these days, I mean, everybody loves spider bread. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's a holiday treat. <laughs> they they served uh, spoiled meat, of course. Yep. Um that they soaked in vinegar to get it, give it some sort of taste. As was um, the tradition at the time. Yeah. Hard hard to hard to get down, mm -hmm. honestly. Pickled steak. Frank Stanza yeah. was cooking it. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Boil, boiled pickled steak. It, it was nowhere near enough food. It was nowhere near enough. It's just for, crazy for to, to hear that Aramark was operating even back then. <laughs> <laughs> they would even steal food from each other. Mm -hmm. Like the some of the bigger inmates would like, of course, steal. <laughs> Give me food that from spoiled the other. butter. <laughs> yeah, and Give they me would that take cocktail. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, it's about. You know, his bread's got two dead spiders in it. It's yeah. twice the protein. That's way more protein. That's better for you, honestly. Yeah. At this rate, eventually I'm going to eat a red eggs in there. Get out of here. That's practically caviar. Oh, oh Jesus. God. That's so That's disgusting. Spider eggs. <laughs> they hatch in your stomach and I'll crawl out of your mouth. <laughs> Happy Halloween, Happy folks. Halloween. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You have nightmares. Ugh. Dude, we haven't even touched the boat yet, oh. let alone rocked it. Okay. <laughs> don't rock the boat, baby. Yeah. It's full it's of spiders. Don't tip the boat. Oh, it's, full it's full of, of spiders. spiders. Yeah. They horrify me. 
Now, the nurses and staff had all good food, actually. They had, like, oh. grapes and meats and all this stuff, and they didn't, like, hide it. They had actual caviar, not that spider caviar. <laughs> yeah, they had real caviar. No, uh, <laughs> you know, old-timey food. You know, good food. And they didn't hide it from the inmates, so the inmates got <laughs> to see them. <laughs> oh, mutton. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. They Like, the inmates were like, what the fuck? You know? And, no... But like, I can't time... eat another bite. Throw this in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and every time somebody would complain, they're like, this is charity. You should be glad that you have anything at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? They're like, it's not, but it's not charity. I was I was locked up because I was upset at my husband for uh, adultery. And uh... you're not far. You're, you're not even oh, far yeah. off. You're yeah. actually just speaking the truth, yeah. honestly. Told him I wanted a divorce. Next thing I know, I'm here. There's there was an actual patient that that's why she was there, yeah. and I I don't think she was alone honestly. I was like, yeah, you're upset about uh, the atrocious way your husband behaves. That's hysteria. You're yeah. going in. One woman was locked up, and the reason the reason why she was put in the lunatic asylum was because she gave another man a blowjob. <laughs> the man was not locked up. Yeah. But she was. That's insane. Because you would have to be crazy to do that. You'd have to be crazy to want a blowjob. That guy should go in. Well, you'd have to be crazy to give one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And this whole thing's fucked. There's yeah. got to be a good chance that, that there was a guy who was like, I heard about a thing from the boys at the office. Why don't you do that to me? All and right, then he had to like right. instruct her how to do it. She's like, I don't know. This seems pretty weird. Can't we just have regular old sex? And then afterward, he was like, you're crazy. That's horrific. Yeah. But that's probably what happened. Yeah. Somebody found out about it and threw her away. Yep. You know? Yep. And, uh... <sighs> I, that's, um... Getting in a time machine and going to the future is scary for me as a white man because it's coming. It's fucking coming. <laughs> and we back, deserve all As a, as a white it. man going back, you're fine for a while. Yeah. But no, going forward, you're going to go, like... It's going to be like 50 years. We're going to be the first up against the wall when the revolution comes. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If we added two good... And I'll be kind of like... Uh, yeah. Uh, make it quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys had hundreds I of to years be to do right by society. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like... Plenty of chances. Uh, we captured a bunch of Europeans before World War II and then took credit for all their inventions. <laughs> now, another thing... So, it, when you first got there, first things was first, and that was bath time. Mm. That sounds cool. My first okay. thing first, okay. I'll eat your brains. <laughs> nice. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Uh, bath time was first. Uh, now, there was a way. There was no running water, but there was a way to heat water. Uh, there was a steam engine. There was an engine mm -hmm. room. There was a steam engine that heated water and, and gave heating to the buildings. Everything ran on steam in those days. Yeah, and uh, steampunk is to be believed. Yeah, and the thing was, is the way to heat the water is you would have to take it by the bucketful over there, you know, fill up the buckets and take it all the way back. It was a grueling process, honestly, mm -hmm. for anyone that was charged of doing it. So, uh, it wasn't feasible. Uh, simply not feasible, again, understaffed, underfunded, mm. to change the water every single time. So oh. all of the patients that needed to be bathed that particular day would all be bathed in the same water. Now, this doesn't seem that bad until we talk about the type of people we're dealing with. These are people pulled off the streets of 19th century New York, these are people that uh, have quote-unquote filthy habits, what they would call back back in the day. Mm -hmm. This is excessive masturbation mm -hmm. or playing with your feces, right? 
And people like this, or that have open sores from syphilis, are also going in there. Oh, Christ. Uh, people have diseases or fleas or Fleases or lice or lice or tick or anything like that would also go in the water. Mm -hmm. And the water would become like a muck by the end of it. And then they could serve it as soup to the inmates. <laughs> yeah. And it was ice cold. It was ice cold, of course. It's it was not, not warm. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. It was bad. And yeah, every every time they would bring this up, it's like it's just not feasible to change the water. It just isn't. That's so they, it's really hard to do this, guys. We're doing our best. <laughs> yeah. well, they kind of were. They kind of were. Saying kinda that with a mouthful of filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they were they were, they were fed that well. But was, uh, yeah, yeah. that's hyperbolic. Yes. Sure. Actually, something I learned. Uh, do you guys know what a black Mariah is? Snake. No. Mm. It is a uh, mamba. I, I, yeah, black mamba. black mamba. Yeah, a uh, black Mariah. It's a the Tom first, song. First time I heard it was actually story. from a Nick Cave song. Oh, was it Nick uh, Cave? The uh, Curse of Millhaven. Oh where yeah. She says Murder that, balance. Yeah, where she says that they they took her in an old black Mariah. Uh, it's one of those carriages with the with the bars on it. Mm. That say like jail on it, you know, and then oh. they pull you away, and they're like, because yeah. they're crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Waits has a song called "Big Black Mariah." Yeah, that's what that's what we're talking about. That's what they pull people around in to to take to Blackwell's Island. Fun fact, I guess. Yeah, Nick Cave and Tom Waits really got a lot of mileage out of this kind of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole career is based on this. They're like, I feel like there's like a dial on this, like kind of like Victorian dark twisted stuff and there's like one side where it's kind of like more of like an emo kind of goth thing and then there's one side that's like the Nick Cave yeah. Tom Waits like yeah. it's like a little bit more like it's a little grittier it's got yeah. more yeah. of an edge yeah but then and there's another and brutal but yeah. there's another side to like it as, as well that's like Oh shit! I shouldn't have looked underneath that rock. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like that. Yeah, like, that. like I saw a big centipede under there. I, I shouldn't. I should not have done that. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that. That is also what this is like. You can't unlearn knowing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how this story is. I should put a trigger warning, right, guys? Before before I do any of this, because there are some things about this episode that are. That are pretty intense. Pretty we should say it now. We should say it now. There's a trigger warning. Anyone dealing with with severe abuse, uh, anything like that, uh, I'm just gonna warn you of listening forward. Yeah. Honestly, that makes sense. It gets yeah. pretty fucking nuts. I mean, it's I'm already warning been you right now. Kind of bad, and I bet we're nowhere near. We're that. nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Talking about the way they, you know, treated women just in general. Yeah, that I, <laughs> that was reality that's for women. Just the day to day life. That was reality for women and immigrants and anything like that back mm -hmm. then. Now, within the asylum itself, there was the main part, and that was like the best part of the whole asylum, was the yeah, main it part. It was referred to as the main part. <sighs> Pretty much. There was like Hall 3, that was like, I guess, the main part. you guys like to hang out in the main part? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that or the octagon. Well, the octagon again met in the middle, but yeah. there was like the main wings of it. That, so the that octagon like the is part. like, in Ocarina of Time, it's like the big field. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Hyrule Field. It's Hyrule Field. <laughs> I guess so. And you got uh, Hyrule Castles at the north, and that's the main part. And then you got the, the, the lake, and you got the fucking mountains, and the desert, and the, the place where the and the fairy folk live. As long as they're, like, in wings, yeah. and they're uh, Have you never completely closed off. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. No, they don't attach to one another. There okay. might be a little, like, way to get from the mountains <laughs> to the forest, but I don't remember. Secret passages. They're pro Are they secret passages? No. That's 
really unfortunate because I feel like this place would really benefit from secret. <laughs> it's, just, it's aching for secret passages. Uh, and it sort of is. And you'll, you'll see why here in a second. There was the Lodge, mm-hmm. which is probably the most notorious place. The Black Lodge. In there. I mean, you could call it that. Uh, the Lodge was the place that they would put the most out of control and violent and loud uh, patients of the asylum in. Like Killer Bob. Yeah. The Black Lodge. Sure. Black, Black, yeah. Blackwell's Lodge. Yeah, Blackwell's Lodge. <laughs> Blackwell's Lodge. Uh, and, then, and then there was the retreat. And the retreat was where they would put you if they were punishing you. Mm. It was for punishment. All these places sound really nice. The, the lodge, do. the retreat. Yeah. You know. I'm yeah. going to go on a bit of a retreat. I'm going to go to the pavilion. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get into what all yeah, these when you places said pavilion, actually I was like, are. That sounds nice. Yeah. I'll, the I'll, octagon sounds like the worst part because you got to fight people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the octagon's probably the best part. Uh, it's really just a, you know, a hallway. It's like a, yeah. it's a foyer. <laughs> yeah. Vestibule. Yeah, it's uh, a vestibule, yeah. And again, at night, it was sort of like when the sun went down, because there was no lighting in the place. It was not hooked up with power. So they'd have a lantern that was only carried by the attendants and the nurses and stuff. They had one lantern for the whole building. Uh, Pretty much, because at night, there was one person watching over the whole place. Maybe two. It's like in Clash of the Titans, where there's the witches with the one eye. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I just watched that recently, so... And, of course, each door uh, was locked individually. So if there was a fire, which there was plenty of chances for there to be a fire people couldn't be let out mm-hmm. and no one would be because the last thing you're thinking if there's a catastrophic fire is to let out the most dangerous crazy people right <laughs> so instead just let them burn and die let them burn and die yeah. that that's pretty much how they would deal with it if there was a fire and there, there actually was a fire and actually no one died uh, crazy enough because the the fire department had to come from the manhattan <clears throat> side by boat Oof. over to the island and then even then there was like all the stuff they had to set up and then put it out they were very bumbling it was like the three stooges it, well and the you know the keystone private, firemen there was private fire departments back then it was oh yeah very different it's like in the, uh, Rome where they're like well it's like in gangs in New York really yeah, yeah. well uh, you remember that what same was the time thing frame. where it's like your house is burning down and they're like how much you want to wasn't that Pompey uh, Pompey, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, they they did that in the 1800s. Uh, watch Gangs of New York, right? Yeah. It and only recently doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boss Tweed was alive during this time, and mm-hmm. he had a fire department as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they would let a home burn if the person didn't want to pay up, what time or they'd lose the house. Mid 1800s. Yeah. Mid 1800s. Yeah. Also, watch Gangs of New York if you want to see uh, amazing performances and sets and costumes get destroyed by Cameron Diaz and Leonardo DiCaprio's abhorrent Irish accents. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Really good movies with subpar acting. Yeah. Now, in the lodge, what makes it unbelievable is that all the rooms were not built along the outer walls. They're all built on the inside. So there's no windows in any of these mm-hmm. cells, okay? Windowless rooms on the inside, the interior cool. of the lodge, right? Got the sun waking you up in the morning. I don't yeah, you don't true. have that. How big these cells were, and this is what got me, and it kind of like freaked me out when I it sort of occurred to me. Yeah, like I'm claustrophobic just hearing about just it. Just thinking about it. Uh, they were 12 foot by 5 foot. Oh, now, that means you can't spread your arms all the way out. You yeah. can on the 12-foot direction? Y- yeah, if you turn sideways, you can, mm-hmm. but not the other direction, which 
you you can put a completely mentally healthy person in one of these things for an entire night. They're gonna come out crazy mm-hmm. in a dark cell with no lights, no lights ever. Oof. Yeah, you can't. You can only turn one way, right? Mm-hmm. And and think about that. Your the span of your arms is how tall you are, right? Yeah. So if you think about that, that, think about it that way. So yeah, the average person couldn't spread their hands all the way open in one of these cells. That apartment Thailand I shared, I'm pretty sure it was about that size. Yeah, it was definitely. It, it explains. <laughs> it, it explains <laughs> our our mental health at that That's point in time. Saying. Yeah, and it was meant for one person. It was meant for one person. So only one person was ever in there. Yeah, yeah. We they only no. put one person, and they knew it would be inhumane to just pack them full of people, right? No, no. Uh, <laughs> they knew it would be inhumane. Almost, to almost, do Im- that. almost yes. immediately, <laughs> almost immediately, they started putting two people in there. Mm-hmm. They thought that it was a quote-unquote moral treatment to put up to six people into these twelve foot by five foot cells together from 6 p.m. until 8 a.m. Uh, alone. There's no bathroom And they're locked inside. Nope. Well, there's a chamber pot. Oh, and that's man. it. That's all there is. Wait, there's no bed. I meant, I meant there's no toilet, bed. One yeah. chamber pot for six people. Yes. They're like, uh, all oh. night. All night. They would lock them all inside this one building all night with no lights or anything and one person looking after the place for the whole thing. Uh, the capacity for the lodge, to really put it into perspective, was 66. But by 1868, there were 190 people in the lodge. Well, that's three times. Yeah. I, I, can't, I have trouble imagining that. Again, these are the most violent, loud, unstable people you have in New York City, my friend. Oh, my God. All locked together. But the least lonely at this point. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, oh, they're New York City tens, as, and I mean on the one to ten scale of uh, being volatile. Yeah. You know, it's not like a Seattle ten. Yeah. In, 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 the, in the volatility scale. Yeah, yeah. In the, volatil- in the volatility scale. Could you. Oh, a Seattle ten is so passive aggressive. Yeah, they're so. Wow. You have all these passive. They're aggressively <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're doing really good over there. Yeah. And you're like, I don't even know you. It's it's fine that your feet are across my lap at all times. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Just yeah. just kick your feet up higher, man. Just get them really close to my face. It's fine. And these are dirty conditions, my yeah. friend. These are dirty conditions. Keep that in mind. You're you're not recently showered. You know. Well, what they mean? did bathe at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And like a couple of times a week, I think. That's way more than I bathe. As long as you're the first one to get bathed. <laughs> Oh, that must be nice. Yeah. Is it warm yeah. at that point? No. They don't ever bother with me. No, they don't bother with that stuff. I thought maybe it was like, oh, they it was warm at first. No. Yeah. It, it may have been, no. Not it wasn't fucking even, freezing? You, well, even then. And they came from like cisterns. And I don't think it was totally clean, uh, yeah. the cisterns. Mm. Um, but uh, there's actually an account of... Nothing says clean like a cistern. Yeah. yeah. There, there's actually a count of three woman, women being in one cell and uh, hearing a disturbance, one of the uh, uh, nurses went in, and there's one nurse, uh, went in and saw that one patient had taken the chamber pot and beaten another one to death with it. Mm-hmm. And the other woman was in the corner as far away as, as she could get, like trying to like huddle and hide. That's what I'd be doing. The, person attending all they could really do was to lock the door and run and get help like because what are you gonna do yeah this person is out of control and they're much bigger than you 
and they've already beat one person to death with a chamber pot. Are you going to go in and subdue them? No. I don't think so. You know? And she was the one who got reprimanded for it. She was like, she was like, oh, you didn't stop him. All you did was lock the door. It's like, what fuck was I supposed to do? You know? You got a little button. Yeah. But it shocks everybody because you don't, you're not going to get a button for each one. No. So it's everyone within like the radius of the button. No. You shock them. And they're like, oh. Well, truly a horrendous place. You could die there. If from not one thing, then from another. People did. They did, all the time. And anybody who's seen a movie where people need to break out of prison knows what you do is you have, like, one person pretend that, like, they're sick, and then when they come in, you have, like, a person behind the door. So if there's six people, like... There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, you go in there, you're pretty much getting into... A knife fight in a telephone booth. It's it's five <laughs> foot. Like, I'm not going it's there. five foot by twelve. It's a small hallway. It's six people. Jeez. It's a small hallway. Can't is what imagine. this is. I could not imagine that. Like it, it makes me, <laughs> like it it really does make me claustrophobic thinking about that. Let's get a tape measure in here. I want to see what that is. Five this by twelve. This room is gigantic compared to this. That. This room is maybe more than twelve feet. Maybe more than 12 feet long. This way. I think This so, way. Yeah. And then, yeah, five feet, if you can imagine, would be about right here. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're only three people, mm-hmm. and that would be hellish. I don't want two or three more people in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's already stuffy enough with all our man juices are flowing. Oh, yeah. Of course, there was there was a couple of hallways for men and for women. Uh, we're on... Were, were more there's more women in there than there were men until, of course, they moved them towards Ireland. That it was all for women. And of course, the spread of disease. Let me just reiterate, was a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was there was typhoid, there was tuberculosis, dysentery, mm-hmm. syphilis, Ugh. and cholera outbreaks uh, that happened constantly. And even while there were these horrific cholera outbreaks that that really killed people by the they hundreds. Got diphtheria. Diphtheria is caused by something else. I, I believe, don't know what that but, is. It yeah, sounds bad. Um, yeah. But of course, all, all these things, cholera, typhoid, these things are by contaminated water and mm-hmm. the food you were eating. What about typhoid? Yeah, yeah. There's and, no way they don't have typhoid. Oh, yeah. Well, and typhoid Mary actually was lucky. Well, she the, didn't go to one of these. Well, she went to one of the new ones that was open after Black Walls was closed to North Brother Island, mm-hmm. a little further away. She was lucky to be alive in the time she was to miss Black Wells. Otherwise, she would, would have most certainly gone to Black Wells. Uh, which is insane yeah. when you really think about it. Uh, like, but but even with these outbreaks, people were still being sentenced there. Yeah. So you can only, like, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you thinking yeah. sending people here when you know damn well yeah. that people are dying in droves of cholera and, and typhoid and tuberculosis? Well, that is insanity. That, like, COVID is a real problem in the prison population. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. And especially at Rikers. Yeah. Which is another place that they opened to close Blackwells, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll get at, to that point, also. Now, if somebody needed punishing, mm-hmm. they'd go to the retreat, and that was like solitary confinement, where they would throw you in, yeah, with the straight jacket, mm-hmm. and just sort of forget about you in there for a little while. Hey, at least you don't have to worry about getting uh, tuberculosis by being around the other, uh, you know, the other patients, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still it's get not... typhoid from yourself. Yeah. yeah, you're you're in a windowless room in in some sort of confinement. They would also put you in a crib, and uh, what oh. the cribs were is they sort of looked like children's cribs, except they were like they were probably smaller little, than li- a child's little crib. over little over a foot deep, mm-hmm. and they 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 sort of had like those. It was made of wood, 
They had those wood bars. Mm-hmm. And then they had a top to it that would close mm-hmm. and lock. So your whole body would be in a wooden cage. It's like a coffin. Yeah. It is a coffin. There would be a wooden cage. And there was even somebody who visited and saw somebody in a crib. And they said that the person in there uh, squirmed around like a squirrel in this thing. And they would leave them for, for full days and nights Oof. in these things. Mm-hmm. And I could not imagine. I could not imagine being locked in, into one of these things. And during one of these investigations... So they themselves in there, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, during, so fucked up. During one of these investigations, because like the government, of course, had to have investigations into abuses at Blackwell's Island. They're like, I they, see nothing wrong here. This oh, seems perfectly that's reasonable. exactly what he oh, said on the stand, <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating. He said, oh, yeah. he said, yeah, I, honestly, you can breathe in there; it's totally fine. And he goes, honestly, I wish we had more of them. I wish oh. we had more cribs. And like one of the senators was appalled, and he was like, "Have you ever been in a crib?" And he's like, "No." And he goes, "How about you spend a night in a crib before you fucking tell me how bad a crib is or is not?" Hey, at <laughs> least at least there are some people that aren't monsters in this time period, or else this would have just kept on going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it did keep going on because even though people were outraged by these things, it was like, "Yeah, well, what are you gonna do?" Because you're not working there. Mm-hmm. You want to go work there? And it found uh, people found out that like the nurses that worked there were paid as much as like the like the Irish maids that would go and like work work at a house. Mm-hmm. They're paid just as much as though as, as you know as like Bridget Sullivan, yeah, or yeah. or Typhoid Mary, paid just about the same, like oh, like indentured servant wages to work in one of these places. I mean, honestly, Bridget Sullivan, as much as that sucked, had a pretty sweet gig compared to that. Yes. She gets to live in a mansion. She was paid well. She was paid better than these nurses. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she didn't pay for room and board. Mm-hmm. You know, she had to wash windows in uh, blistering heat. That would be terrible. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't they, do that. Well, they had to live there, too. Yeah. They oh, lived at Blackwell's, too. In in the octagon, you know. So that <laughs> it's not exactly the best place to I live. I live and die in the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> And all of the inmates of, like, the, the workhouse and the prisons, they made all of the stuff. They made the cribs, they made the garments, they made the coffins that you were eventually buried in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Both which the alive coffins things. and the dead coffins. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which are just the cribs, but without the slats on the side. Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, they come from the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Now, one woman, this story, as soon as I heard it, it blew my mind, honestly. Mm-hmm. I... I, I it was one of those where I was like, I can't fucking believe this really happened. One woman uh, was being loud and difficult with the filthy habits they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So they took her to the retreat and they threw her in a solitary cell uh, in a straight jacket. They didn't take her out of the straight jacket. They put her in there with the straight jacket on and they sort of forgot about her, I guess. Oof. And she gave birth... Mm-hmm. Alone, in, a, in straight- a dark, windowless room, in a straight jacket. She gave birth. She gave birth. So they just made, like, probably one of history's most notorious serial killers <laughs> by doing... Because that's, like, literally, like, some, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know... Horrific. Son of shit. a thousand maniacs kind of situation. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. like it's, like, worse than what is described in horror movies. That is worse. Yeah, that kid is going to grow up to be, like, a villain in, like, a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, the kid probably never grew up. Yeah, The probably. kid probably didn't make it uh, past, past a, a couple of months. Movie. 
would be uh, the best case scenario for him. Yeah. Honestly, yes, that's the best case scenario. No, the kid, there's no record what happened to the kid, but it probably didn't survive a couple that's of months. That's not a good sign. Uh, probably didn't. Also, how did the patient get pregnant? Uh, yeah, a lot I of different of ways. I, yeah. I kind of assumed, and I didn't, you know. A uh, bunch of this ways is not out, consensual. This is an out-of-control patient, yeah. again. They thought that she was complaining of pains, and they, they, they claimed that they didn't know that she was pregnant, and that she was complaining of pains because she would regularly eat grass or the, uh, the fabric on her clothes and of the uh, small straw-lined mattress that they well, gave her, and she would eat the straw out of that as well. I know where Chris is going with this, and I 100% agree. She has eaten for two. Jesus Christ. I was going to actually... <laughs> oh, God. I was going to say oh, that uh, women who are pregnant and malnourished will start getting... They'll, they'll start eating weird like, stuff because yeah, their body's like... Oh, pickles and ice cream. Yeah, I was... Well, like, no, like, like women will eat, like, handfuls of dirt if they're, like, malnourished, and it's because they're yeah. pregnant and their body's like, you need yeah. to get these nutrients that. to grow this baby. And they're baby. not giving it her, her yeah. enough food yeah. at all. At so, all. they're like, why is she being so crazy eating grass in the lining of her bed or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... It's it's a it's a natural instinct to try to protect the baby. Yeah. To get enough nutrients. So, uh, yeah, I made a really awful joke, but no, honestly, I, it is. Uh, she she was eating for two. It's more yeah. it's more truthful than you know. Yeah. I just the whole thing is extremely fucked up, and that is. Uh, I couldn't yeah, believe that the enormous like, amount of victims in this situation, and victims yeah. of the state. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, uh, it's well, it didn't belong the to the state. state. It didn't belong to the state until no, the state. late eighteen hundreds. I meant yeah. state as in the most like yeah, governing anthropological term. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, no record of exactly what happened to her afterwards either. Couldn't have been good, honestly. Couldn't have been good. Yeah, I um, doubt it got better from there. No, no, couldn't have. They couldn't were, have been. They were like, "Oh, dearie me, we didn't realize we were pregnant. Let's well, uh, take care of you right now, and your and your." Uh, I was gonna say unborn child, but. Born child yeah. now. Your newborn child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. No. I'm at a loss when it comes to that. It's uh, really that, fucked that's up. Tough. That's it's tough. That's really fucked up. Yeah. She was totally pregnant, and they had no idea. Um, How long was she in there? A couple of days. A couple of days. And I guess they just never checked. They never checked. They were used to hearing people scream. So they would have known she was pregnant when they put her in there. They Bullshit. claim they claim during the uh, investigation claim. that they didn't know. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did, that's pretty much what I they, say. Did too. they also uncover in the investigation that all the people that claimed things were trying to cover their own asses because they're oh, yeah. underpaid yeah. and incompetent? Yep. I, and if anyone, like, if any of the inmates may, raised, you know, like a stink about it, and like said it to like the higher up. Because, like, every once in a while, the administrator would walk through and be like, we'll kind of talk about this later, when Nellie Bly goes in there to sort of report on it, he comes through and he goes like, hello, how are you today? To, like, the inmates, like, writhing on the ground and stuff. And, like, just like, I'm doing my rounds. Ugh. And it's like, once a month or once a week or something like that, he would do this. And it's just like, like, Nellie Bly calls it, like, she was like, his his words sounded like, like cold ice you know yeah. like it was so terrible was she the one yeah. that kind of blew the lid off this yes okay. and I'm, I'm gonna get to that point I too i can't yeah. wait for her to get this place shut down i uh, <sighs> yeah yeah i don't know who that person is i don't know if they're famous oh outside oh this. oh well, let me get there let me get there <laughs> i'm just saying she certainly like... is she certainly is and another thing that people realized is that there were a lot of people that were there that had no proof of admittance 
They they had no paperwork that said that they were put in here. Oh, so they're free to go? They, well, no. <laughs> they, had, they had nothing that said their name on it, that said they are being admitted. They had, there was no one that, there was proof, there was proof of no one putting them there in the first place. And there was no uh, documentation of how long they had even been there. There was 20 people at one point. No proof of how long they had been there or who had put them in there and when. Mm-hmm. I take back my earlier statement of saying it was society's junk drawer because even society's junk drawer, they you you open it to to grab some rubber bands or batteries or tacks every once yeah. in a while. Like not not these people. These people were forgotten about. Yeah, it's it's a garbage can. It is. It's a garbage can. It's a garbage can. Here's a couple of uh, things I thought uh, were interesting. In 1874, there was you know the annual report every year. You'd come out with a report. They had a list of basically terms of residence for the citizens, uh, the people that were living there. Uh, the people that were there for five, they were there from five to ten years. There were 79 that were already there from five to ten years. Ten to 20 years, 99. 20 to 30 years, 93. 30 to 40 years, 12. 40 to 50 years in this place, three. 60 to 70 years, one. Oh. There was one that was there that How long. How old was this person? I don't know. 72. A lifetime. They got, a put lifetime. There for the ter- they got put in there for the terrible twos. Yeah. yeah. A lifetime, 84 people for a lifetime. And 20, no idea. No idea. So dark. It's supposed to be a hospital, not a prison, but they get sentenced like it's a prison. And so it's, it's sort a prison. Of some, it's sort of something in between. At least at the right? 50 years mark, you get a free pair of sunglasses. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You get, you get, uh, you get a pair of sunglasses, and uh, and eventually you, you get, get your name in the uh, in the. Uh, local like newsletter yeah <laughs> i could be on the front of congratulations the yeah you're yeah you've you've spent your entire life living in hell pretty yeah. much yeah mm-hmm. children were born there and uh died gonna, there many many children and infants died there you're gonna need those sunglasses when you see the sun for the first time yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, mortality rate of this place in its worst year was 8.4%. That's annually. That's a year. Holy shit. Uh, 8.4% died there. Died. Every year. Every year. Uh, uh, during that year, at least. Entire, yeah, uh, the entire it, it 8% was, died. Yeah. It was actually worse, and this is the worst year when there wasn't a cholera outbreak, so it was actually worse during those years. Oh, you don't count those years. Uh, not counting where there's an outbreak of a, of a disease. Yeah. It was 8.4%. And frankly, it was kind of nice. We could just start over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> clean house. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What's that spike? Oh, don't worry about that. That's a cholera year. Yeah, yeah. that's a cholera we year. We don't count those. Yeah, no, yeah. no. And of course, uh, there were experiments that oh, doctors were trying good. at this time on, on the patients because uh, the, the, the 19th century was going through a, a renaissance of medical how do I put this, uh, medical innovation. Yeah. And where that innovation came from... I thought you were going to say bullshit. From, uh, no, no. Where that, <laughs> where that innovation came from was a lot of things like this. And for good and, and bad, because like there was, of course, the hospital that was still on the island. Joseph Lister actually did a, a lecture there where he showed everyone what to do when you're operating on a body to sanitize everything. 
everything, literally everything. Who has time for that? Oh, and that's the way they looked at it, too. Uh, but then there was another, there were some, some medical hucksters, humbugs, is yeah. what they called them in this time, uh, that would go and do their medical experiments. There was a boy, I could be getting some of these details wrong. Again, go read Damnation Island, it's so good. But there was a boy who, his leg was broken. Mm-hmm. Back then... Uh, they didn't know why bones of children didn't didn't fuse right. You know, they tried wiring the bones together, and that mm-hmm. didn't work. They didn't really understand that you had to, like, put it in a cast and stuff. So what they were going to do, instead of amputation, because yeah. that's what they... that That's their main thing. He was like, I've had some success in transferring... I'm not making this up. Dog bones into a human. So that kid died. Uh, no, he didn't. But let me tell you the story Wait, real quick. What? Yeah, yeah. No. So let me tell you this. Before you get into that, yeah. you're telling me that he had some success. Like, That's what he says. The body he can says. accept a dog bone as its own. That's what he says. Like, you know how many kidneys, human kidneys aren't accepted? Mm-hmm. Most of them. <laughs> he was wrong. He, he was He's using lying. It, he was using it as an excuse to try this experiment. He's lying. The parents gave their child to the. I don't buy it. Too specially different. Yep. So so what happened was is uh, I I've already done a trigger warning, but I'm going to do another one right here. Uh, yeah, I might uh, leave the room. This is pretty pretty horrible. Uh, they got a, a dog. He clipped the dog's vocal cords mm-hmm. so it it wouldn't whine and bark during the procedure because they didn't have anything. Like anesthetic uh, during procedures, they couldn't knock you out, right? <sighs> so you're you're awake the whole time, right? Uh, they had morphine and stuff, but you're awake. To the time. dog? Oh yeah, they clipped the vocal cords on the dog so, so he they couldn't remove bark. the dog's bones. Is that right? They were going to, yeah. They were going to cut open the dog, take the bone out. Well, the dog was awake yes. and alive, and, uh, and raw. honestly, clipping and raw, clipping yeah. clipping the dog's vocal cords didn't really work. Uh, the dog still whined. The boy could still hear the dog whine as this was happening. Um, well, that's got to be. And they transferred. <laughs> that help. They transferred uh, the living tissue of the dog into the boy, still connected. And the thought was is that the blood from the dog would sort of go over into the boy, and eventually, the blood, uh, the the boy's body would sort of take hold from there, like and then they integrate could sort of, it into its. Yeah, and they could sort of remove it. And it would be fine, no. right? Uh, after a couple of days of laying there on a gurney, and this is I love everything, Dr. Shit. everything yeah. getting worse for both patients, uh, the doctor, you know, when he talked to the press, he's like, "Everything's going great," and he, like, they're like, well, well, how, "That dog looks really distressed." Isn't that dog in a lot of pain? It's like, it's only because all the people are around and there's all this, like, sort of distress with the dog. And we took its legs. Yeah, and, and uh, he was wrong. And we uh, gave because, that boy dog legs. Well, he was wrong because the dog stopped eating. And uh, when an animal stops eating like that, it's usually, yeah, it's, uh, it's usually because they're feeling an immense amount of pain. An immense amount of pain. And that's why this happened to this dog. And by, like, I think day three or something, the rest of the doctors were like, hey, dude, you got to take that fucking bone out. We got to stop this whole thing. And so he did, and he stopped talking to reporters after that because he was, like, ashamed. And uh, the kid, the kid's, no record what happened to the dog. Almost certainly dead after that. Yeah, the dog. Uh, But uh, the kid, actually, he he had a a leg that was much shorter than his uh, other leg. Yeah, uh, they probably broke the, yeah. He went on... 
he went on to actually have a he got a really nice education after this and actually moved up in the world but he was the exception not the rule but yeah actually it turned out well for the boy in the end i should say but the dog did they were story yeah uh, uh. yeah pretty yeah. bad he's like Remember usually you, you have to get a rabbit's that. foot to have luck this good yeah. i got a dog's whole leg yeah hatch cha 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 ring it ding talking about uh palant cleansers Oh, you want a palate cleanser? I think I need one after that. Okay. That's fucking... Yeah, that's uh, fucked I, up. I, I, I probably should ask for one after the uh, pregnant woman. Yes. But. Okay, okay, I got I got one for you. Today on Roosevelt Island, mm. there is a park named after the actor who played Grandpa Munster. Oh, Grandpa oh. Munster Park. Well, what's his real name? How Somebody would I fucking know? Somebody look it up. Is he uh, famous? Yeah, it's Grandpa Munster. For is God he sake. famous for other than that? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think so. I think he was like a... He was like Ra- um, Lawrence Olivier. No. <laughs> who was in Clash of the Titans. Yes, he is. He plays Zeus. Apparently he was really sick. That makes sense. He's really old. You're thinking of Al Lewis? Al Lewis. There's an Al Lewis park on, on Roosevelt Island to this day. Yeah, if you Google him. Grandpa Munster. I mean, he looks a little... Yeah. He's doing a Grandpa Munster face, but I think that just might be his face. That's his face. Well, I mean... He's like... And you know, Chris, Chris is Chris is like, is he famous for anything that wasn't the monsters? Uh, what about Monster Go Home, The Monsters Revenge? Mm-hmm. Here come the monsters. <laughs> uh, monsters my, Revenge. My yeah. grandpa's a vampire. Monsters take Manhattan. Car fifty four. Where are you? So, uh, the mini he looks. You know who he looks like? Hollywood heartthrob Richard Kind. Oh yeah, he actually on. does a little come bit. On. Yeah, he actually does. Don't forget he was in Porn Star, The Legend of Ron Jeremy, that horrible criminal and rapist who's going to jail for his crimes. Wait, mm-hmm. he was in a movie about Ron Jeremy? Uh, apparently. Okay. According to his, uh, you know... IMDb. Yeah. Oh, he died on Roosevelt Island. Yeah. He was yeah. born on he Roosevelt Island. He died in that park. That's probably why they named it after Yeah, that. maybe. He was he, murdered. He went I, by a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> He was the baby, the baby that was born in the fucking in in solitary, man. Think I doubt about it. it. He well, was born in 1923, so well, there were no more patients at Blackwell's in 1923. It was uh, a party of the Green Party of the United States. Ah, that's cool. Uh, but I, I guess he did things for the community, and they named a park after him. Well, yeah, that's a good palate cleanser, yeah, right, yeah. guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he likes green. They named a park after him. Yeah. Now, now to they they would also conduct other experiments because they would give people whiskey and brandy to calm them down. I like that. Uh, uh, which doesn't always work, uh, but they would also inject it straight into your veins. Oof. Uh, brandy, thinking that would calm you down. It doesn't. Get it, you shit faced. It's yeah, it's horrible for you. Don't do that. Uh, they would also uh, they they conducted a, an experiment where they uh, a very extremely mentally ill person. They injected her with human milk. Human milk. Why? Because they thought it would like make her more like robust. And, this is some uh, mangalish. She, she, uh, yeah. yeah, she, she writhed. It was very painful. And they were like, "Let's stick with morphine from now on." That's literally what they said. Let's stick with morphine from now on, because uh, this that didn't work. Oh God! <laughs> There's like. <laughs> They're like, you know, I was just thinking the other day while I was eating my mutton in front of all the, the uh, you know, prisoners, I mean patients, and uh, they were staring at my lunch, and, you know, and I was drinking this glass of milk, and I was thinking, what if we just inject them with milk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Human milk. Human we're milk. We're not animals here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have cows on the island. Yeah. No. 
No. But that one woman just had a baby, so... We'll just get it from her. Yeah. That's fucking disgusting. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, patients, of course, were, were abused, and, and a lot of the commonplace uh, daily occurrence abuses that would happen to them, they'd be drugged by the hair if they weren't doing something. They'd be drugged by the hair to what they were going to do, mm. such as bath time, or sitting against the wall. I'm, I'm going to get to that here in a second. They were pinched. Ow. They were choked. Ow. Their arms were twisted, and their thumbs were bent backwards. Ah. So they could obey. By, by the nurses and, and mm-hmm. orderlies. Just a bunch of fucking bullies. <laughs> yeah. This place turns you into a monster. If they had indoor uh, plumbing, they'd get swirlies. <laughs> yeah. I just figured it was like the whole place was run by a bunch of older brothers. <laughs> you guys know. Yeah. I know. I, I'm an older brother. Yeah, and so is Chris. Yeah. But I have a younger sister. Yeah. It's different. It's a little different. Yeah. Uh, like, I didn't beat the shit out of her. <laughs> I didn't do anything that bad to my brother. I, I didn't drag him by the hair. I accidentally hit her with a stick one time when she was blindfolded. One time, I, I had a camping pot, and I was I was going to pretend to hit my brother on the head with a pot, like a Three Stooges type thing, but the handle came off right as I stopped, and the pot came down and hit him on the head, uh-huh. and it was kind of a cheap pot, so it bent the thing, yeah. but my brother thought that was so funny... The, the fact that it came off and did hit him yeah. in sort of a cartoon situation that we didn't get in trouble for it. So now it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> My brother choked me out and when I passed out on the floor and woke up 10 minutes later with a huge bump on my head and was like, what happened? And started crying. Oh, My brother realized that I wasn't faking passing out and he just left me back there for I don't know how long I was out for. <laughs> Jesus and he like, Christ. it was one of those like, don't tell dad, don't tell dad. And he like touched the bump on my head and it was like a cartoon like, ooh, bump. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was real bad. Real, real, real bad. Um, so the story yeah. he must have wove to, yeah. to get out of that one. Oh, it was bad, but yeah, there was one force of good in this place. His name was Reverend William Glennie French. Mm. And, uh, in the book, uh, damnation Island, she, she writes about, cause he was there for a long time, uh, about he was Episcopalian and he sort of tried to get all of the Protestants on the island to, to come to his services, because that's when he, the only time he could really meet with people. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of general, right? And he would invite Catholics, who that was the predominant religion in the uh, asylum as well, because they're, a lot of them are Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a force of good. He would uh, get on a boat every day, go, go to the island, and he would walk the length of the island. He would walk and see everybody. Sometimes he was joined by a boy named Johnny the Horse. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he was a boy that believed himself to be a horse. Mm-hmm. And he acted like a horse. And he had a rope sort of tied around him that looked like a tail. He would deliver packages sometimes. I guess he was perfectly happy in his situation. And he was moved around a lot in his lifetime. But he sadly never got better. No. Um, from a situation. It didn't help that every time people saw him, they're like, why did they call him the horse? And then he walked out from behind the desk and they're like, oh my god, that kid's got a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's so fucked up. Uh, no, he would, he would, you know, neigh and whinny and mm-hmm. stamp around and, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but he seemed in good spirits, is what everyone said. Uh, That's good. 
Yeah, yeah. You know. But uh, uh, Reverend French would uh, carry around stuff in his pockets, uh, little pieces of paper with a pencil, mm-hmm. in case anyone wanted to write anyone on the outside. He would he would actually mail letters for them. He would also give them reading material because they had no nothing to read in there. Yeah. He actually put together one of the first libraries for the asylum and for the island, really. Mm-hmm. He actually begged people for, for things in German because there was nothing in German, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So somebody reading it on with their native tongue, you know, was definitely desperately wanted. So was the entire library, like, found items? Yes, uh, things that were donated. Yeah. Uh, things mm-hmm. that were donated. So it's like a bunch of Bibles and then, yep, and yep, then like, yep. a card that says rules for five-card stud and blackjack. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not far, far off. Pharaoh. Yeah. Rules for Pharaoh. Teach him how to gamble. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a book. Well, in a lot of ways, the it instructions is. card is just a book with one page. One, honestly... They wanted something, yeah. anything, because like living Shampoo there, bottles, anything, <laughs> anything to pass the time, anything that happened there was like big because yeah. just sitting there doing mm-hmm. nothing, uh, yeah, the 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 minutes ticked by. It's yeah. enough to make a person go crazy. It really is. If you weren't crazy beforehand, and many of them weren't, you would be when you left. You yeah. would be. It's like I, I told you these people were crazy. Yeah, yeah, and that's. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, too, later. He also got in trouble and almost lost his job because uh, when the Senate had an investigation, they had multiple investigations. Uh, the first one was actually set up by uh, Teddy Roosevelt Sr., oh. his daddy. And Teddy Roosevelt, much later, when he got involved in New York politics, uh, led an investigation on Blackwell's Island again. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the progressive era... Uh, helped clean it up, helped get rid of a lot of these problems. Anyway, I'm jumping the gun here. But he he helped get a lot of things. I mean, even just a piece of candy he would give somebody, and that would give them a a piece of joy. Yeah. A a small piece of joy that they could have while they were there. Happiness is relative, man. Yeah. Yeah. They would have magic lantern shows there. Okay. Which, you know, there's like little puppets in front of a... A lantern, you know, and it would give the illusion of, of like a picture show, and they all loved it. And uh, they play music sometimes. They actually have done recent studies on this too. That music helps the very severely mentally ill uh, bring bring their their pulse down. Mm. Um, it helps them relax. It actually does give them. It does bring them joy. Something that they barely understood back in these days. There's like an orderly who's like, "Oh, this Mozart seems to be calming him down. Let's throw on some Greg. Let's throw on some Wagner. Let's see. Let's see how crazy we can make these guys." Yeah, act. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Let's put on some Danzig. Yeah, <laughs> put on some Danzig. <laughs> um, and and one thing that the uh, papers of the time, including that old rag, the uh, New York Sun, like to write about, was the lunatics ball. Oh, that sounds fun. Where every once in a while, I think it was once a year, they would get the lunatics and staff and everyone together and they would all dance. Cool. This really reminds me of a documentary that was banned when it first came out that I own a bootleg copy to uh, because it was hard to find for a long time. Now you can actually find it online. I think it's on YouTube, Uh, but it's called Titty Cut Follies. Yep, yep. And it's about a 20th century insane asylum mm-hmm. it was banned because of i mean they're just showing you what's happening mm-hmm. in in the titty cut 
insane asylum. It's called Titty Cup Follies because every year they would bring out the, uh, you know, the the mentally ill, and they would put on a show for Ugh. people, and they would sing songs and all that kind of thing. That doesn't sound exploitive at all. No, and the warden would get up, because the warden thought of himself as like a Buddy Hackett type, type of guy. Yeah, he'd get up there and he'd it. tell jokes and stuff, and like he would sing as he's walking around, and it's one of the most disgusting displays you'll ever see. I, I have a hard time recommending it <laughs> to anyone, the best thing, but uh, go check that out if you want to. The best thing about to, it is, uh, like, you know the reason it gets banned? It's like, well, you're uh, exploiting these people. It's like, no, we're showing that we're showing being this. exploited. Exactly, We yeah. know that was the, the Oh, that was the argument, yeah. yeah. Well, and they were saying this is just too, uh, too disgusting for public Yeah, we don't need people to know what's literally happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's no narration or anything to hold your hand in this in this documentary. Mm -hmm. It's literally just people speaking and, mm -hmm. and showing you what's going on and what it's like in there. It's bad. Brutal. And that's the 20th century. Now, Nellie Bly absolutely deserves her own episode, and you will get that, dear listener, uh, because she is a remarkable person. Uh, she is honestly one of my favorite historical figures. Uh, hashtag, hashtag feminism, hashtag girl boss. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, she was a journalist uh, who pioneered uh, investigative journalism. She wasn't the first, and she didn't invent it, but she pioneered it. And she was 23 when she took on this assignment for the New York World uh, newspaper, whose editor was a man named, maybe you've heard his name before, Joseph Pulitzer. Oh. Yeah. Her and him sort of got together, and I don't know whose idea it was. They got together and decided um, that Nellie was going to get herself committed Oof. to Blackwell's Island. She was going to go in, in, she was going to pretend she was crazy, and she was going to go there. Joseph Pulitzer was like, oh, we'll get you out, dude. Our, our lawyers, lawyers will get you out after 10 days. You're going to spend 10 days in there. Oof. Now, this is something I would never do. I, I could never do what like she did. Like swimming with sharks, man. Like uh, again, even just working there, you're you're taking your life in your hands. Yeah. If it, if it's not the violence there, if it's not the abuse there, it's the disease. Yeah. You know, it is bad. Not there. to mention that slight fear that like, what if like Pulitzer like has a heart attack and dies while you're in there? And well, then... and the only person that knew about this whole deal between Pulitzer and Nellie Bly were just those two. Mm -hmm. If he did step off of a of, off of a streetcar and get hit, yeah, which mm -hmm. happened a lot back in those days, she would have been forgotten in there. Or what if he just what if he goes to dinner and then hears from a third party that she was talking shit about him? And yeah, he's like, see, you know yeah. what, fucking let yeah, her rock. Part of it's like, you know, you know, men were yeah. and are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that people but he was giving away a men. prize down the road. He has a prize named after him. Yeah, yeah, for journalism. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She, was those, she actually those people are ten days? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She has a book. No, no, way. no. I meant the other way. It was like, they actually... I'm kind of impressed that they actually did get her out. Yes. Uh, they're, they're lawyers who were high-powered New York lawyers of ah, the time mm. uh, got her out. Uh, she did, yeah. She did. She spent the full 10 days wow. in there. She has she has a book. It's a very short book, but I highly recommend you read it because it reads like a fucking horror novel. She, her book is called 10 Days in a Madhouse, and it was an expose on Blackwell's Lunatic Asylum. Mm-hmm. It is horrific, the things that she describes. First of all, how easy it is to get in. Because she was just pretending to be crazy. And the whole time she's like, I don't know, everything's so sad. Like, she went to, like, a woman's poorhouse and 
convinced everyone there that she was crazy mm-hmm. by just being like, everything's so sad and da 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 da. And they were like, well, I don't want to live next to a crazy girl. <laughs> and so, like, they called the police and had her drug out of there. And, like, wow. yeah, when they, like, took her to court and stuff, and they were like, do you hear voices? And she's like, yeah, but I don't listen to them. They're like, she's crazy. Yeah, and, like, and they were like, hey, put out your arms and wiggle your fingers. Because that was, I guess, a test to see if you were crazy, if you could or could not do that. I don't know the whole reasoning behind it. But she did, and they're like, she's crazy. And, like, anything she would do at this point now yeah. was construed as crazy. Yeah, she didn't have to act. No, she didn't. And honestly, when she was on the boat going to the island, she was like, I'm dropping the act. Yeah. And she just stopped playing crazy mm-hmm. and she like oh, I talked ma- I could not imagine it mattered anymore. yeah and she like talked with doctors about like conditions and stuff and they like way were like where else have you been other than here mm-hmm. and she's like I'm talking about the locks on the doors now they're all locked individually and it's impossible to get anyone out in case of a fire that's fucked up yeah. why don't you have that like lever system that like unlocks all the doors yeah. and they're like where'd you see that at the only place I've seen that is Sing Sing yeah so you they're know. like, you've been to Sing Sing. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, no, I haven't. And they're like, eh, you're crazy. They're you like, know. they know about it at Sing Sing. I know, right? And so... Well, luckily, when when everybody in the room has essentially discounted, like, your, your authority and your presence, like, they'll just tell you things. Yeah, yeah. Like, she could probably be like, what's your name? And they're like, here's my full name and address, because yeah. you're crazy and you don't matter. And you will never get out of here. Yeah. Because that was, like, an accepted thing, too. You'll never get out. In fact, when she first got there, she says in her book, and she could have conflated things. I tend to believe 99.9% of everything she wrote. But she said that there was, like, a guy, and I way imagine it from a horror movie, like, picking up a lantern. She, You know, the guy's like, this is Blackwell's, and you'll never get out of here. <laughs> like, a guy straight up told her that. Like, you'll never get out of here. <laughs> She goes in, she goes in for bath time. She sees what bath time is like and how, like, they pour water over her and, like, they grab her, rip off her clothes, and she refuses to take off her undergarments. This is Victorian times, guys. Women don't get nude, okay? They rip off her clothes. They, like, four of them take her and put her in the bathtub and, like, scrub her down in the soup, pour all this disgusting water over the top of her. She says, like, it got my eyes up in my nose and my ears and my mouth. And, like, pull you out shivering and, like, totally humiliated in front of everybody, you know, and, like, give you your rags of clothes and, like, send you on your way. Welcome to the twisted baptism. Yeah, yeah. She talks about, like, she was in the best part of the place, by the way, in, like, the place where they kept, like, the quiet and the convalescent, mm-hmm. right? Minimum I don't know how security. Any, well, yeah, I don't know how anyone is convalescent in this yeah. place, but that's, that's what they said. But she was talking with other inmates and realized very quickly that very few of these women are actually insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, one woman that she met simply didn't speak English. She was, she was a German speaker, and no one could understand her. She didn't know why she was there. She didn't know where she was. Mm-hmm. And she kept asking people in her native tongue, where am I? What the fuck? Get me out of here. Yeah. And every time they'd be like, Germany? She'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, eh, she's crazy. She thinks she's in Germany. She doesn't, she, like, she's like, I'm from Germany. <laughs> you know? Think about being, like, the, the level of effort being so lazy that you're like, this person doesn't speak English. Just throw them in a mental hospital. Yeah, that's yeah. what they did. <laughs> yeah, because she was probably just being 
loud and difficult somewhere at some point, and they were like, you're crazy, yeah. and they grabbed her off the street and tossed her in there, probably with no documentation or anything. She the, Probably no record of, of who put, put her there and when, Ugh. or how long she'd been there. But here she is, a newly arrived immigrant. Yeah. In one of these places, horrible, horrible to think about. I'm that. so glad that we've like the way that we treat new new immigrants in this country is so much better. It's never now. stopped. It's never stopped. It's still going. To we're still playing. This is still happening, by the way. I know. This is not like something that existed back then. That's still happening to this day. So so when you look back and you try to be like ah those stupid Victorians, no no no, this is still happening yeah. to this to, as we speak to mm -hmm. this day. Yeah, just want to make that clear. One, one, there, there, I mean, there was one that she spoke with in the book, but there were multiple women that were in there because their husbands had put them in. Mm -hmm. One man put her, or put, put his wife in because she preferred the attention of other men other than him. Mm. So it wasn't just that he was a piece of shit. Yeah. Or wasn't very interesting, or yeah. you know what have you. Yeah. It was. It was that she was crazy to not mm -hmm. think he was awesome. And yeah. uh, any of these courts uh, that they put you through uh, to get there, those could all be bought too. Uh, so it was far from justice. It was very far from justice. I guess it, it's all an illusion yeah. <laughs> of justice. I guess. I hope when when I do take a time machine into the future, I mean, mostly white men are being subjugated for the horrible things that our fathers and grandfathers and great grandfathers <laughs> did, and we totally deserve it. It's every it's everything the right fears what will happen well, with, with the rise of feminism and uh, equality and uh, equity, uh, and it's totally going to happen, and we deserve it. But what I'm going to say is is that um, when that happens, I hope that like the women and uh, current day minorities and whoever's in charge, the diverse characters that are in charge in the future i hope that they're running rampant with corruption because they realize that it's it's not it has nothing to do with the fact that you know it, it, that of who we are it's just the fact when you give people that much power and authority with zero accountability anyone can be a piece of shit St stanford prison experiment yeah uh, i always kind of go back to that yeah and and no oversight no yeah. oversight to speak of it especially if you just don't have what you need yeah. to actually take care of people it it does it turns the the most sane good intended person into a complete monster complete monster and this is like one of the best examples i can think of yeah 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 she also noted that there were mainly immigrants packed in with the legitimately mentally ill here's here's a couple quotes that i i just found astounding from her book because she was put in the pavilions too and when they put you in the pavilions there basically it's a big empty room and it's lined with benches all the way around it and they put you in there and they make you sit up straight on on these benches for the whole day and you don't you're not supposed to move or speak make any noise or move so you're sitting on a wooden bench back straight up the whole day and they're just left in there, expected to be that way. And if you weren't, you were beaten. You were beaten. And there are people in there that are, are again, severely, severely mentally ill. Mm -hmm. and, and people that are becoming mentally ill mm -hmm. inside there. And she even says, like, man, <laughs> I, I just don't know. Here's, here's a quote. Here's a quote. As I passed a low pavilion where a crowd of helpless lunatics were confined, I read a motto on the wall. While I live, I hope. 
The absurdity of it struck me forcibly. I would have liked to put above the gates that uh, open to the asylum, he who enters here leaveth hope behind. Oh, yeah. yeah, she was like, put anybody along a wall like for the whole goddamn day. Yeah, and, and, they're, gonna and go. they're they're going to fucking go insane. Yeah. Like, and this is the good part, yeah. you know? She also has another, another quote. Quote, it is only after one is in trouble that one realizes how little sympathy and kindness there are in the world. Oof. And, mm-hmm. no. and that's true. And that's true to this day. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Now, there was, of course, rough treatment. There was abuse. Verbal abuse as well, where like even doctors would go up to somebody who was raving and make fun of them. Like, oh yeah, where's the voice coming from now? <laughs> mm-hmm. And they would laugh about it, and they would tease them, and they would, you know, all the things that would piss off somebody in this state. Well, and you know any doctor that's there did something wrong? I mean, no, because in a lot of cases, they were fresh out of medical school. Okay. One of them, that the oversaw, he was like the main doctor of the whole thing, he was mm-hmm. 19 years old. Oh. Nineteen. Oh. He, he's under. He, he's commanding this whole place. Well, and the, okay, and that's that's the, that's the other avenue. No, no experienced medical professional who has a practice. Uh, they're not like I'm dropping everything to go help these people. It's yeah. either people who need the experience or yeah. people that are like hiding from something because they're not very yeah. good doctors or maybe they got. And there some... were there were those types too. Yeah, and they they uh, have a horrible. They had a horrible track record. You can also read about it in Damnation Island. Uh, people that were charged yeah. and they weren't locked up or anything they just went to another town and opened yeah. up a new place and kept on their their same practices yeah. which still continues to this day in a lot of different realms she describes about how impossible it is to sleep there with all the people around you in the same cell some people mm-hmm. never shut up they are yelling and screaming the whole night one she she describes hearing voices from down the hall somebody just intermittently screaming Murder! Police! Murder! Oh, jeez. Police! And she's like, fuck. Because she heard about, you know, people being beat to death inside there. After a while, you're like, this guy's just crying wolf. Well, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) She she actually was like, I'm going to go full bore. I'm going to go into the lodge. Mm -hmm. And the other inmates were like, you don't want to go in there. You don't want to go in there. You might die in there. That place might actually kill you. And they might actually legitimately forget about you in there. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go in there. So she didn't. Mm-hmm. But that shows you how terrifying the lodge was because Nellie Bly was fucking fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Sounds isn't the like only it. thing she did. Like, she did a multiple multiple other things that we wouldn't... It would never even cross our mind to do. She's awesome. She is. God She's damn. a badass. And she actually went in under Nellie Brown. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so she could still, like... She could still answer to Nellie B, yeah. you know? Anyway, again, she she totally dropped the any semblance of the crazy act. She witnessed people being way too cold and freezing uh, and refusing to cooperate and being beaten. She witnessed all of these things. And when her lawyers finally got her out, they were like there was a man that she had known for a long time that did not recognize her when she when she was taken out yeah. after the ten days. She looked horrible. Mm-hmm. And the people that were removed from this place and taken home by their family would sometimes die days later emaciated Mm -hmm. bruised yeah with legion lesions and sick maybe hashtag woke up like this 
(laughs) (laughs) And so there was a whole inquest that this started because, you know, it sold newspapers. Yeah. You know, it's salacious. uh, It's, uh, it's, It's provocative. Yeah. And, you know. And there were that old rag, the sun, accused her of lying. Accused her of lying. They're a yellow journalist newspaper mm-hmm. accusing her of lying. Well, that's what you That's do. great. Yeah. The that's ones that are most full of shit. Yeah. Look and they are. News. And they are the well, most full of shit. Smearing, smearing a legitimate journalist seems to be almost the most natural sounding thing for a, like, yellow journalism rag to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. You get people to not trust legitimate media so that you can manipulate them in any way you want. Yeah. Well, you can just point the finger, fake mm-hmm. fake news here, fake news there, yeah. and and they will follow. Yeah. Right? She, of course, denied this, but she became like a celebrity. And mm-hmm. she, she went on to do all these other amazing things. Again, she will get her own episode. Yeah. She's amazing. But what this did do is it gave more money, a million dollars more money, to the system itself. It barely helped. It barely helped. The abuses didn't stop. There's a couple of uh, problematic nurses that were taken out. Mm-hmm. Certain things like this. Replaced with new, Dur- more problematic yeah. nurses. <laughs> During the actual inquest, things got real nice in there. Yeah. Uh, there was actually one woman that wasn't crazy that took the stand who had gotten out. And she was like, yeah, after fucking Nellie was taken out, uh, they all of a sudden started treating us real well, mm-hmm. you know? And it was, yeah, very suspect, yeah. you know? They, they were they were putting on a show for the investigators basically mm-hmm. yeah because shit went straight down the tubes after that well and if everybody's doing that they they know they know what they were doing before and they know yeah. what they were doing before was wrong yes because if you lie about it and you have to deny it that means you know yep. it was wrong yep. in the first place mm-hmm. you know when you downplay things you knew it was wrong to begin with mm-hmm you know yeah. It is wrong. But if you act like you know that it was wrong, and you say things have changed, now you can get away with continuing to do that. Exactly. Yep. Yes. There was actually a woman in there complaining of abdominal pain. Turns out she died. She died. She died of gallstones, which is fucked. Oof. And uh, the reason why is because one of the head doctors there did not believe in gynecological medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, he said, quote... The matters of the mind had no effect on the matters of the abdomen. And it's like, are you out of your mind? What? Like, what matters someone, of the mind? She has a fucking... She's in pain. Yeah. My God. It's just people not want, wanting to deal with that. Mm. You know, oh, gynecological stuff. I yeah. don't want to deal with... No, no gynecological medicine at any point was administered to these women. Yeah. At any oh, point. No. At any point. He's like... She said she was in pain, and uh, her husband wasn't there, so I didn't even know how I was supposed to handle it. I had no one to talk to, so I just they, let her go. They <laughs> told her her pain was imaginary. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up, told her that her pain was imaginary. Doctors still that do that awful. to women to this day. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not something that's gone away. Yeah. That's a, that's a real thing. Still happening. Of course they could go outside sometimes. The more quiet, docile ones could go outside. And they were all chained together oh, that's nice. in a line and they had these big thick belts on you know that mm. connected them but uh, for the visitors and stuff they put these brightly colored like sashes ah. around them to hide these belts and make it look like they're oh, just having nice a hard time they couldn't be having a hard time <laughs> well, they're, they're pulling a, a little wagon behind them 
all of them are pulling this little wagon of somebody that couldn't walk or something. Like, somebody that's physically helping them out. Yeah, physically impossible for them to walk. So that was their outside time as they would walk around uh, the island. And honestly, the the view of Manhattan from from Blackwell's Island, it was just right there, and everybody could just see it. And like, it, it was almost a curse to just see it right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people busted out and tried making the swim because it doesn't look that far. But there's heavy currents. Mm -hmm. There's heavy currents in this area. Some people from the workhouse, the prison, did make Mm -hmm. it all the way across. That's because they were in shape, because they fucking forced them to work all the time. But these people that have been starved and emaciated in the asylum, they had no hope of Mm -hmm. making it across. Their bodies washed up on the fucking beach after that. Like they would find them dead, or not at all. Oof. Yeah, it'd be a lot worse to get dragged out to sea. Yeah. But probably better than dying there. Yeah. Well, and a lot of them thought, like, I would rather go for that. That is more of an accepted fate than spending a moment, even another moment here. I kind of get that. In a crib? I mean, think about that. Would you rather be locked in a crib for days on end? Or eaten by a shark. (laughs) Or taken out to sea and your body never being found? Honestly, I'd take my chances on that river, man. Yep. Like, if you can get away. If you could, yeah. Yeah. And they're understaffed, so, you know. Uh, but, it, yeah, it loomed, it loomed to them mocked like a curse. Them. It mocked them. Suicide was a, a big thing there. Pretty popular. Um, it was very popular. Uh, they'd take their sheets, and if there was a pipe that went through your cell, a lot of women hung themselves from those pipes. Mm-hmm. They gave in to that despair and i mean it's rough to imagine but it's hard to blame them right for choosing that fate Mm -hmm. and the orderlies find them and they go see i told you they were crazy they even hung themselves they were suicidal they were so crazy yeah yeah i mean really really they wouldn't have done that if they weren't crazy got any more palate cleansers okay let's see buddy hackett Okay. Is from Roosevelt Island. Oh, Buddy Hackett was born there. Uh, Billy Holiday, I believe, was also born there. Um, they were the baby. <laughs> no, no, way after the time. When, well, that when person the, would have been born in like 1850 or something. Or, or even there. 1890s. Okay. Even 1890s. No, they, uh, yeah, they were born there. Uh, it was. It wasn't that bad. Actually, living on Roosevelt Island is actually quite a peaceful place now. It's one of the few quiet places in all of New York City and it's considered part of Manhattan Mm -hmm. which is even crazier yeah yeah. you know Mm, well it must it sounds nice besides all of the uh, howling ghosts of the uh, tortured (laughs) personnel now what they did with the dead on the island is they would take them over to Heart Island they they would bury them there in mass graves later on they would actually house uh, other inmates and patients there uh, who are drinking water from a cistern that a lot of uh, dead body waste is sort of leaking into mm-hmm. and poisoning the water there. Um, they still, I think, to this day, bury uh, people from Rikers on Hart Island as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, just, just, it's just Corpse Island. It is, really. And uh, where they would bury the babies that were mm-hmm. born mm-hmm. on Blackwell's Island. They would bury oh, yeah. them there So that's well. Where the Trenchants. Pretty horrific things. 
Hard to talk about. There was a another sort of famous, at the time, resident of Blackwell's Lunatic Asylum. Her name was Sister Mary Stanislaus Teresa. She was not insane. Uh, she may have been different or difficult in a lot of ways, but she was not insane. Uh, but her sister committed her, and she became even more... That she actually committed her to, to Bloomingdale, okay. and then she was taken from Bloomingdale to Blackwell's because she thought that the reverend there, uh, Reverend French, could get her into contact with the uh, bishop of the Irish uh, mission that she was from. She was a missionary of charity. Uh, sorry, not a, a, she was a sister of charity, not a missionary of charity. Okay. Missionary of charity is Mother Teresa. She was a sister of charity, and she always had the brown habit on. She never took it off, and a lot of people were like, why don't you just take it off? Like, everyone has said you're you're not welcome with us anymore. And she was like, I still view myself as a nun. It, it's only because they didn't want to work with her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that she was forced to give up her vows or anything. She was just too difficult to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. She became paranoid. She thought people were looking after her or, or following her and things like that. Right. Maybe they were. Uh, and they were. I mean, in, I in Blackwell's, absolutely they were. They were listening to her. They were looking after you know, things like that. Nellie Bly even writes about how every night, if you lived in the good section, they would you know, stomp through the halls, have full-blown conversations in the middle of the night, Think fun. loudly open your door, come in with the lantern, make sure you're in there and alive, and then leave. And they would do that a couple of times a night. And it was hard to sleep for all the other reasons and also this. Hey, is that the lantern Sister that we Mary. use for the... They're like, yes, it is the lantern that we use for the light shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sister Mary was, uh, sort of became this way. And there was a whole court case uh, that you can read about more in, in Damnation Island about her trying to get out. And she eventually did get out of one of the most impossible places to leave. And she sort of set up her own little deal in this sort of tenement building where children would come up to her room and sort of play, and she would give them food and things like that. That's nice. It, it, it was nice. And one time, a child pulled on a tablecloth, and there was a lantern on the tablecloth, mm. and it fell, and she knocked the child out of the way, and it was a kerosene lamp, mm-hmm. and saved the child. child lived. But she, it instantly just blew up, and she was engulfed in flames almost immediately, and she died in the fire. <laughs> wow. That's, that is literally the definition of, like, heroic sac- it's like sacrifice. Yeah, and she lived through this horrificness, never never let go of her faith, of her faith and her vows, even when even her own church was telling her to do so. And it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, Catholic Church, what the fuck? You're not going to saint this person? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? Oh, the it's Catholic like, Church has such a spotless record beyond that. They do. I know, I know. How did they feel the optics were at that exact moment? Well, they didn't want to give point. it... Yeah, they didn't want to give it to anyone who was ever deemed crazy mm-hmm. at any point, which she was. Now, despite transferring patients and prisoners elsewhere to alleviate the overcrowding problem, as many as 400 patients still slept on the floor and hallways of the stairs of Blackwell's, even after they built these other institutions and prisons. Well, there's just uh, so much more room to stretch out in the hallways. Mm -hmm. So much more room for activities. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
my god, no. And the problem didn't go away. It didn't go away until February of 1901, when the final patients were finally transferred out into new, uh, newly finished buildings at Central Islip on Long Island. The end of the Blackwell Lunatic Asylum actually began. Okay. Where, where finally that was done. We're, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel on this. At least for Blackwell's Lunatic Asylum. Again, a lot of the abuses that we're talking about, the most disturbing part about this whole thing, is that none of them stopped in any of these other institutions, and many are still going to this day. Conditions might be better, relatively speaking, but again, we were talking about people placed in power and given all this power under these sort of unsupervised, underfunded circumstances that it also still to this day creates monsters that are otherwise good people, but they're placed with this sort of supposed authority and they do these things. And it, and it does, it, again, we're, we're here in 2021. It's still going on. It still happens. Well, luckily, some of that was mitigated by um, everyone knows that uh, Ronald Reagan did his, uh, uh, you know, uh, saintly selfless duty of trying to shut down as many of the right. mental hospitals as possible because, right. Right. you know, sometimes it's just so much trouble to make them run right. Just shut them all down. Well, well, and that and that was an argument uh, because the thing was, is once power of, of these places was transferred to New York State rather than the city, there was, you know, things about like. All, it all boiled down to taxes. Yeah. You know, who pays the taxes for what? And that is where the real battle happened in who controls this versus that. And where does the tax money go? But otherwise, the people still living there saw no difference. And it really comes down to funding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Funding. It really does. Yeah. If you don't fund it, then you can't possibly, possibly take care of that many people. And, it, and honestly, this, this goes for pretty much anything in American history. If you look at any idea anyone's ever had to run this country, think of it in the extreme. Mm -hmm. And the extreme is New York City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, th that is your proving ground. If it doesn't work in New York City, it won't work anywhere. It's your because, number one test market. Because there's so many there, people there. You can make it anywhere. It's true. It's true. Because, it, yeah, it's the extreme, right? New York is the extreme. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's a proving ground for a lot of these things. And a lot of people were like, hey, maybe we should just do nothing and tear all this down and do nothing. And, you know, when Ronald, Ronnie Reagan shut all of them down and, and basically all of these severely mentally ill people are on the streets now yeah. rather than in a place of some comfort, you know? Yeah. At least they have a bed. Yeah. Uh, in 20th century accommodations. Again, I mean, you know, who flew, uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest uh, uh, exposes a lot of things as well and from a fictionalized point of view, but it doesn't really go that far. It just displays the fact that that goes all the way back to Blackwell's, which what it did was it tied criminals, like being in a penitentiary, which was mm -hmm. also on the island, yeah. with the poor yeah. and the mentally ill. Yep. Because you all kept them on the same island, and it combined the two. Yeah. So the poor are just thieves in disguise. Yep. Right? And the mentally ill must be locked up. Yeah. And they must be treated the they're, same they're way. They're criminals waiting to happen. Yeah. Or or they're going to be dangerous here yeah. in a second. Just wait long enough. There's and no these... way 
Arkham isn't influenced by this. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, uh, once you start treating the poor and the mentally ill like criminals, that ideology spreads throughout time, and it still exists to, to this day. Mm-hmm. Well, and don't forget that there's also Blackgate Prison. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blackgate, yeah. Yeah. In Batman. In Batman, yeah, not in real yeah, life. To be clear. <laughs> real life has Blackwell's Island. Yeah. <laughs> now, the asylum on Blackwell's was taken over by the Metropolitan Hospital. Uh, by this time, uh, the whole island was actually called Welfare Island from basically nine. 19- Basically, 1900 to the 1920s. I wish we could be going to Candy Apple Island. Yeah. Well, welfare by that uh, by that time uh, was not synonymous with it wasn't politicized. Yeah, welfare meant the welfare of people. Yeah, not what you welfare queen. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not that back then. So when it was called Welfare Island, yeah. it meant the well-being of citizens. Yeah, the welfare. Welfare you're talking about was named after the the word yeah, that yeah. they called it. Looking after people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what welfare comes from. In case it actually you didn't turns know. out it actually works and very few people do use take man. Wait. Yeah. I just had a crazy evidence, turns out. I just had like a crazy idea. Like, wouldn't it just be like cheaper if um everybody across the board like paid more in taxes and maybe we we took a little bit of money away from things like building bombs and having militarized police forces and use that money yeah. to like make yeah. sure that uh, the mentally ill and the the poor uh, properly taken care of yeah. properly housed mm-hmm. yeah. and even even criminals yeah properly taken care of but how, because again the mark of any society how is are, how you treat the least of your how are of the your tiniest group of uh, billionaires going to not just take it all if you do that yeah, that's uh, the whole point. Like that's yeah, what yeah. fucking Reagan did. It yeah. was like if the, the only excuse was that so he could give tax breaks to the yeah. uber wealthy. To the yeah. wealthy. That's yes. the reason he closed these things. Yes, exactly. Saying that they just still uh, these have no for point. It to trickle down. These yeah. have no point. Yeah, and no, they do have a point. And the thing is, is it is a learning process. Mm-hmm. But if your country that has these things has no interest in funding these projects then they are useless and places of abject horror mm-hmm. you know uh so yeah you can look at it from i guess two different ways but at the end of the day these things may have been successful we don't know because we've never tried it but they may have been successful if they're properly funded oh uh, the money's there we, just... we've never we've never tried it we've never done that uh might be a good idea but hey i'm a I mean, podcaster yeah <laughs> what do you know, know? <laughs> yeah you uh, West Coast fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that Jerry is a West Coast elite. I know, right? Yeah, one of those elites. Yeah. I grew up from a... No, I didn't. Yeah. I did not grow up from a wealthy family. Yeah. It was sort of turned into a hospital, sort of... It sort of became a hospital. Uh, the Some of the wings were torn down or lost to fire, and it sort of stood there. But it, in 1955, it was abandoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they left. Haunted they didn't need shit. it. And it fell into disrepair, of course. Mm-hmm. And then in the early 1970s, it was given historical landmarks uh, status. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of up. fixed up. It was only recently cleaned up, and they renovated the place. And they actually turned the octagon into luxury apartments. Oh, wow. Now, now these are... And when I say luxury, I mean, these are nice apartments. And anyone staying there is like, if you care about ghost stories, don't live here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would love to live there because I don't believe in ghost stories. No. Yeah, I don't but ghosts. but I wouldn't live there, even though I believe in ghost stories, 
simply because I wouldn't feel right yeah. about living in a luxury apartment where so much sadness and horror took place. There is a I wouldn't feel right about that. I, I don't believe in ghosts or anything, so but I wouldn't feel right about that. apartment in the United States, essentially. <laughs> well, any city we live in, honestly, a normal apartment is on stolen ground. Yes, yeah. but, but but I mean uh, that's like there's like a it's deep, concentrated there. Yeah, it's a concentrated stain of like psychic existential pain. Yes, yes, and it ain't going nowhere. No, it's like the half life of whatever suffering took place there has got to be in like the millions of years. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. It, when we stop talking about it, honestly, which we shouldn't. No, <laughs> no, because you need to understand. Yeah, what reality is like for some people. And throughout history, mm-hmm. and and what that means today, and speaking of what that means today, uh, there there was a place that was opening that was same thing. This time they were gonna get it right. They're gonna open up a place on a place named after a man named John Lafayette. Oh, another one. Riker. Ah. Oh. And the name of the island was Riker's Island. No, I got that. Uh, one of the most notorious prisons today in in operation mm-hmm. today that's where you send the baddest of the bad of new york city yeah including people as young as 13 and 14 years old i'm sure they'll come out totally rehabilitated for whatever juvenile offense they they committed and they do, won't come out hardened oh, criminals just, do you want to know totally do you want to know that. when they yeah. banned 16 and 17 year year olds from being in solitary confinement they, they're still there. 16 and 17-year-olds are still at Rikers. Mm-hmm. Okay. But from solitary confinement, they were like, eh, let's not put 16, 17-year-olds in there. Do you want to know what year that was? 2014. 18. Oh, oh wow. Shit. 18. That's like the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not long ago. Uh, there was a case that happened. 16-year-old. 16-year-old Khalif Browder was arrested in 2010 for stealing a back pack and he was sentenced to well he wasn't sentenced he didn't have a trial he had no trial and he was taken to rikers and for three years he spent there without a trial no trial awaiting trial and for two of those years inconceivably he spent in solitary confinement for stealing a backpack for two years he sat in solitary confinement i stole two years no you're white kidding i've done that yeah this man spent three years. Three uh, years. Can I ask you something? What was the color of his skin? It was black. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. That's so fucked. Um, this is in a place that the inmates refer to as gladiator school. Oh. Gladiator school. Because uh, people are trained to turn a blind eye to uh, people being beaten mm-hmm. uh, by inmates and guards alike. Uh, raped and beaten mm-hmm. yeah. uh, by, by guards alike. Drug, drug out of class sometimes. Out of class where they're trying to better themselves mm-hmm. by guards. And there, there's documentation of this. Where the guards beat them and straight up spray them with pepper spray two inches away from their eyes. Jesus. And and beat them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, this happens here. <laughs> this is just a continuation of Blackwell's with better amenities mm-hmm. really is what it is. Yeah. Horrifically, Khalif Browder was, his case was dismissed in 2013. It was dismissed. 
Mm. All that, those three years with no trial, was dismissed. I mean, he stole a fucking backpack. <laughs> I, I just can't, like, you go through all that, and you, you get to your trial, and oh, psh, this is dismissed. Yeah. It's like, it's so I sat two years in solitary. In solitary. Like, I mean. To be dismissed. Unfortunately, he never got over his trauma from being at Rikers Island. And in 2014, in his Bronx home, he committed suicide. Oh. Because of his experience that he had at, at Rikers. So it makes you... <laughs> and, and from this, they said, oh, no, no more 16, 17-year-olds in solitary. So he... So as a young... A, a child. A child. Made a, made a mistake. Yeah. A child. A small mistake. He stole a, a back, a small backpack. mistake. Uh, he was tortured by the state... To the point where he killed himself. Yes. After he was out. And this happened... After no, 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 he I was out. It, he couldn't handle the trauma of the torture that the state had brought on him, and solitary confinement is torture. Yeah. Um, and he killed himself, and this happened just a few years ago. Khalif Browder is also not a special case. No. It's not. Not a special case. That's uh, fucking this, this probably Jesus. happens way more often than we know. Yeah. That oh, I, this is not, not reported. I think this is... The norm, frankly. Yeah. It's, that's so sad. All 16 and 17 year olds, it was also voted on, were to be removed from the prison by 2018. In huh. 2019, it was also voted on to close Rikers Island by 2026. It just seems like. Is it on route to do that? I mean. Well, I, I tried looking up are there indeed still 16, 17 year, year olds at Rikers? Probably. I could not find any article telling me there wasn't. Mm -hmm. If you, dear listener, somehow know from someone who has survived from from Rikers, or you somehow know uh, if there are 16, 17-year-olds still in that prison, please send us an email at historyboyspodcast at gmail.com. I, I am genuinely curious. I would like to know that. Uh, because if that is still true, uh, that is disgusting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is disgusting. I mean, you know, we don't know, but like... And, how, and if there were, is the case, how many of them are for non-violent, like, drug offenses? Kids stole the backpack. Yeah, he stole the backpack. Three uh, years. No trial. It's not even spooky. It's just really sad. Yeah. Yeah. We should it's just spooky call this the way, sad it's spooky month. The sad way, season. It's spooky the way normal, otherwise good people are turned into monsters by this uncaring system that is underfunded. Mm -hmm. our, our country... It's clear that our country does not care about the poor and the mentally ill. Well, they're trying to—they're well, they're trying to believe that they are put themselves there. It's a moral there. failing. It's yeah. moral failing. It's a moral, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. Like the belief that anybody into prison is there for their own fault. Yes. You know? And and if you're there, then you must belong there mm -hmm. by virtue of you just being there. And I've just proved, hopefully, that. There are people locked up historically. There's historical precedents yeah. for being locked up this and having thing. nothing wrong with you. Yep. This backpack thing is like that's so minor. Like Jesus, it's so minor and it's so it's so simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can anyone can any one oh, of it's us not say the right thing to do? But God damn, that... three years, two of them in solitary, no trial. As I mean, come on, is that justice? Next week better be like Loch Ness Monster or something, man. Because this is just this is uh, this is hardcore, man. Yeah. So there's that. 
But now it's called Roosevelt Island after Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, the, a good one. <laughs> uh, despite all the work that Teddy Roosevelt did, uh, it, it was named after a Franklin different Roosevelt. Roosevelt, and actually, it is a very nice neighborhood now, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of very dark history mm-hmm. there. Uh, and spooky ghosts, the whole place is haunted. Is. Even if you're Jerry and you don't believe in ghosts, you're wrong. <laughs> it's haunted, and uh, I stand by that. It exists in your mind, which is the spookiest place of all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my Tyler Armentrout's mind is <laughs> yeah. the spookiest place of all. Your own individual mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, your mind, not mine. Mine's fine. That's where ghosts exist. Yeah. Is is in your mind. Chris's mind is uh, it's uh, it's it's the uh, lunatic's ball. Uh, <laughs> Fields of cheeseburgers. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, that sounds great. That does sound great. Ocean I, made of nachos. I want an oh. ocean made out of pizza pie. <laughs> yeah. We're talking. It it's a so Chicago fast. style pizza oh, yeah. pie. Well, yeah, it's deep, deep douche. Yeah, it's very deep. Some people would call it a casserole, and uh, you know, they're why, not wrong. Why can't it be both? Yeah, they're both delicious. I've never, I've never really had a Chicago style pizza. Oh, dude, it's so good. I'm extremely it's aware of it in yeah. concept. It's but, pie. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like pizza pie. It's yeah. a pizza pie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pizza pie. It's a pizza casserole. It's got it's got a crust that's a lot more pie like in mm-hmm. texture. Yeah. And then it's just layered with meat and cheese and sauce and everything that you'd ever want. I so I feel like it's if like, I'm in the mood for pizza though, I'm in the mood for normal pizza. Yeah. But I gotta be in the mood for Chicago style pizza. If if it's a different mood, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's I feel a the same mood. when somebody gets like a uh uh white sauce pizza and like white sauce and chicken. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I, I ordered that's pizza. a different pizza. Yeah, that's it's, a different pizza. It's I, like if you if you go oh order a pizza and they get a Hawaiian pizza and it's like God I don't like that's one. still a pizza. Well, though. Hawaiian is Not still more pizza than a white pizza. Yes, because mm. check this out. If I say I'm gonna order a pizza, what can you expect? A Cheese, Hawaiian red pizza? sauce, crust at least. Yeah, but you could expect pepperoni. Yeah. You could expect cheese. You could expect Hawaiian. Yeah, you can expect a few things. You could expect a meat lovers. Yeah, but if I come back with a white sauce pizza. That's not what you're. That's not the first thing you expected. Yeah, that's that's some fucking breakfast for lunch bullshit. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and by the way, breakfast for lunch or dinner is totally acceptable. It it's is. just it's just if you're not expecting it, it's a little you know. I still so argue. This is that, not what you said. I still argue it about Hawaiian pizza because that fucking pineapple drastically changes the flavor of it. I, I I'll, I'll start the controversy now. Everybody I fucking loves like pizza. pineapple on pizza. I everybody fucking loves it. It's not everybody. It's a de- it's a divisive topic. I think ninety percent of people fucking love it, and they're all wrong. The trick the trick is, I think a lot of places do the pieces of pineapple too big. I think the pineapple should be smaller. Yeah. yeah um, uh, you know, because I don't want to just chew on this huge hunks of pie. Just like little. I don't know, man. It's like little hits of sweet with that. Want, it's not want, even an inch big yeah. on the on the biggest net. You want it's salty and savory, and then somebody fucking throws them like fucking. Mm. Sweet shit on there, and it's a drastically different. You know, it's the, Mia. the best. I think a white pizza is closer to a pizza than a fucking pineapple pizza. And there, I said it. That's I fine. Disagree. Well, the the best innovation I've come across recently is uh, hot honey on pepperoni. Oh, that it's sounds great! So good. It is so good. It's amazing. Hot honey is sweeping the nation. That you can buy it at the grocery store. Yeah, now. I have some. But uh, but yeah, uh, uh, the the Spark Pizza place in Redmond, where my uh, my brother uh, used to work at, uh, they had a pizza that was a pepperoni and hot honey, and that's the first time I ever had it, and was like, this is. This I give it a chance. I think I don't enjoy. I like salty and sweet, but I don't think I like savory and sweet. Okay. Well, well. well and I think. Well, well, bacon with just a drizzle 
of yeah, maple syrup on it yeah. in, in, in the oven. Yeah. So that's that's sweet. But, that's sweet but and savory. The pineapple on the pizza dominates the pizza. Wait, choo, choo. sort of. I feel like we've kind of went on a bit of a tangent. No, we needed to. No, we need to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. We need to wrap up. We needed to go on a tangent. Yeah. Much like my favorite pizza, Calzone, where it's a pizza wrapped in the it's outside. It's a personal pizza. Yeah, it's the most personal pizza. Yeah. yeah. It's like a pizza sandwich. Yeah. It's like, here, I just took this pizza and I flipped it over and I made it into a sandwich and it's all for you. Yep. And it's like... It's, You're speaking my language. It's the oh, size of a medium so pizza, right but I don't have to share it with anybody. Because no. yeah. nobody wants it after you've been chewing it. It looks like half the size because you fold it over. Yeah. That's, but that, that's what you tell yourself to sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. And you will sleep poorly because you will probably have heartburn. For oh, You're going to have a massive amount of heartburn. You're going to go through a whole bottle. And diarrhea tons. in the morning. <laughs> but it'll all be worth it. it will all, anyway, we are the History Boys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That was a bummer. We had to talk about pizza for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to, to make ourselves feel better. Yeah, yeah my goodness. But uh, I am Christopher Whedon. I am a history boy. Thank you for listening to our spooky season once again. And to go on again about our uh, spooky movie recommendations, I'm going to do another non-actual horror movie because I don't... I, I don't really watch horror movies. I'm sorry. There's the That's ones fine. I like. I but like Midsummer and shit. Spooky but I'm not, not going to say Midsummer. Uh, but here's what I'm going to say. It's a total classic. Everyone's probably going to put it on their list. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. My favorite that Mel Brooks movie. And the spookiest Mel Brooks movie, and that includes Dracula Dead and Loving it's It. It's Frankenstein, yeah. first yes. of all. Yes. Yeah. Young Frankenstein. In that yeah. case, it's Igor. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. it, it is it is my my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, me too. I am Tyler Armentrout. Uh, I am a history boy. Uh, I am emotionally scarred from the content of uh, of of today's episode, but I I will persevere. Uh, probably with a calzone or uh, some some Hawaiian pizza, much to Chris's chagrin. Um, you can eat all the Hawaiian pizza you want. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna subvert everyone's expectations and and recommend a movie to avoid. Uh, oh, uh, my wife and I watched Willy's Wonderland, starring Nicolas Cage no last good, night. Huh? It was bad. I, I, I heard it was that. bad. It's bad. It's yeah. it's just it's it, you know what it, it's it's biggest crime is. Is for what it is. It's too long. It's boring. It's oh. repetitive, and I just, I just didn't Nicolas care. Cage doesn't, doesn't even talk in it. Yeah, what's the point? If Nic- Nicolas Cage has no lines in it, he just beats up people that are animatronic, like like pizza restaurant characters. It, it's just everything about it's just lazy, boring, and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you want to see Nicolas Cage uh, uh, dr- like chug soda pop and play pinball and like beat in you know animatronic creatures' heads, which sounds it sounds so much cooler than it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it, it sounds way cool. I mean, you could probably find like a montage on YouTube that covers all the best parts and save yourself ninety minutes. Um, and once again, the movie's too long. Um, actually, let's see. Is it more than ninety minutes? It's an hour and twenty-eight minutes. Oh. And I would say that it's probably... That is less than... <laughs> and it's still too long. Yeah, it's too long. Uh, and I'm Jerry Nash, your his, your humble history boy as always. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget, follow us on all these social medias. That's the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook. And if you want to give to our Patreon, you can for as low as $1 a month. And that will get you on our Discord where you can talk with us and other fans of the show about all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. we got going on there. 
there's, it's, gr- it's a great time. There's japes, there's antics, there's conversations. We share memes with each other. Jerry will post all kinds of pics and it's cool stuff from the episodes, and it's a good time. It's a good time. And I think my movie for this week is a Canadian film. Oh. Strange Brew. No. Uh, although I grew, Too spooky. I grew up on that movie. I actually really liked that movie. No. Uh, the Gate, which is an underrated horror film about like this, this boy who has this beloved... It's it's like a, a tree fort tree in his backyard, and his dad like takes it out. Oh. And in the hole where the tree was, there's a gate to hell. Cool. It's badass. I thought it's you were really about, uh, good. Didn't they make a sequel? They did, which is also not that bad. Isn't it the one where the gateway's inside the mirror? I think so. It, yeah. I think that's how it it's, works. It's, yeah. it's in the, the medicine cabinet. I, I watched is both that, those movies as a kid. Is that House 2? The American House. Maybe it's House 2, yeah. There's House and House 2. That could be House 2. There's an... I don't know. I remember that is there is that in House Two where you open yeah. it, it's like black void that he climbs yeah, down. Yeah, you know in. what? Maybe it's House Two because also House Two had the weird like dead people that were friends with the main guy, That's and it was right. very similar to the Frighteners. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds right. Where there's like one's an old cowboy and like yeah. I don't Not know. Not to be confused with the Japanese house. No, the one I recommended, which is way better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, The Gate. Check it out. It's dope. It's criminally underrated. I want to mention real quick. I went down there last uh, last Wednesday, and I bought a Martin Denny record and a Lindsay Anderson film. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I went to our friend's new record store in Seattle. If you live in Seattle, uh, the record store is called Royal Records, and it's on uh, Queen Anne and Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Queen Anne has a record store again, mm-hmm. finally, after after so long without one. And, uh, yeah, it's this great spot. He has a great movie selection. He has a great record selection. They're a, a new, newer place, so it's only yeah. growing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I went down there, and I grabbed a few things. I'm really excited for him. And if you live in Seattle, go check it out, Royal Records in Queen Anne. Yeah. Cool, cool. And, um, yeah, uh, what, what do, do we have anything for I mean we already did the socials uh, five star mm-hmm. review uh, any questions uh, history boys uh, podcast at gmail.com for all your questions that's concerns. the best, that's the best way to get it yeah. in, into contact with us uh, leaving comments and stuff we we almost never read those send it send it to the email and we'll actually read them yep. we'll actually see it them. is a, it is the inter- intravenous uh, way to get get your get your milk into our bloodstream yes. as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that sounds like uh, about everything for now. That's everything. Is it back to me? I think it's my turn oh, again. All right. Love you. Bye. See you next time. Or I guess we won't.